This is your Commander-in-Chief. Uh, I am issuing a warning. The following podcast contains adult content and intended for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Enjoy. Hey everybody, welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted Podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter. Uh, I'm here with Frank Trigg in studio, Twinkle Toes. Uh, what's up, buddy? Why is this turning into a, a you know, really uncomfortable situation? There's nobody else here. There's what? nobody else here because Marina's <laughs> late because she was training. Oh, okay. uh, Jake was probably training too. No, he just uh, got done fighting. He wasn't training. Yeah, Jake's just late. It's just, it's just me and you. Just lazy. He's just For now. lazy. But, but Jake and Marina are, are going to come. Um, I had I had, a, I had a crazy interesting week. Uh, you know, it's one of those things. Comedy is like you know, to me, you know, stand up comedy. It's it's uh, what's up, Jake Ellenberger just showed up. What's up, Jake? We are we already started going. Uh, grab a grab a mic. Uh, so, I mean, so I do comedy uh, Wednesday, uh, Thursday night. That my friend runs a show at a, a youth hostel. He's always asking me to come down. It's a good place to try out new material. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You're doing a comedy show at a youth hostel? At a youth hostel, right? Okay, all right. So it was one of those things where like, you try out new stuff, but sometimes this crowd doesn't speak English. Actually, many times. Most uh, of the time. Most of the all time. The time. <laughs> so and they're all know, Germans. They're all listening to... Well, mm-hmm, 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 what happened the was the guy before me freaked out on Germans. He started going off on like how we uh, won the war, and this, the comic before me went, had a complete meltdown about how, how America's the best. Just, a just, real comic meltdown? A real comic meltdown, legitimate. Oh. So the, the room was, re- I didn't know this going in. The room was really, really weird going in. Like the host was like, Adam, please save the show. This guy had a meltdown, started going off on Germany and Hitler and this and that. So I, I, I'm walking into a tense situation. So, of course, my, my opening line is, you know, F the Germans, so just as a joke, just to break the tension. Um, and then, uh, but then it was weird. I was like, it was an okay set. People didn't speak English that well. So it was one of those things where I'm like doubting my career. I'm like, what am I doing in my life? Like, why did he, why, why did he come out why for this? Here? Why am I here? So did then the, pay you the well? what? The, yeah. No, no, no I didn't pay well at all. But it was it's just a, it's like a gym. It's just to try out new stuff on people that don't speak English, which is a brilliant idea. <laughs> so, but then Friday night, I, I get booked at this college, University of Santa Barbara. No, University of. Uh, a USB of San Bernardino, big okay. <laughs> big difference. Um, no bit. And uh, <laughs> and it it was like 400 people sold out. I headlined. I was a complete rock star. Just like ah, people going crazy. And it was like it was a drug, a complete drug, the best yeah. drug ever. Yeah. And then you know it's just so funny how it's just like the night before I was like questioning my <laughs> existence, and the next night I'm like, this is what I was born to do. Yes. You know, I'm doing 45 minutes, just fucking throwing throwing haymakers and the crowd. And then, you know, I made a ton of money in merch afterwards. People are taking pictures with my autograph, sign this, sign that. That's how it should be. It's how it should be, but sometimes you have to have the yin and the yang. And then and then afterwards, I like I like smoked a joint, you know, just to. Just to keep the high up, because you're so high in, on that stage, you don't want to come down to like regular life. I didn't want to leave the stage because I knew as soon as I left the stage, my, my life was going to suck again. It, that's how good it felt to be. And then, of course, and then the, the girlfriend now gave me two BJs that night. So I, it was just the, the high just kept going. You know, it was. Uh, it was I can kind of understand how Jake feels after walking in here and leaving for us to go to another show. He's going the big low is us, and then he raises up to the big. Main networks. You know, now we know what. what uh, now you know how he feels. Right? I know. Yeah. Well, what show? You, you, you left us? What? what <laughs> no, is this? it's a leave from here and go on to do another show. Oh, oh okay. Right. It's <laughs> the same feeling there, bud. So that, so, that, so that was it. Was, was, was a great week. And then I, I had Saturday, Friday night, uh, actually, Saturday night, I did a show at the Haha. Ha and 
I don't know if you noticed, I got into a fist fight a couple years ago with a, a comic. I don't know if I, I told the story before. Yeah, I told you told the story. So, the, the, you know, I got off stage, a comic sucker punched me, and it was just the wrong week for me. Like, I found out a family member was doing drugs, and I got ripped, ripped off by a college, and I was watching Ellis Mania all week. So I just hit him with as many punches as I could, and the guy was drunk. When you're drunk and you throw a punch, you don't expect the punch to come back at you. Right. And, and so this guy's hands were down. So anyway, so I ended up suing him and winning. Uh, not much because he did. He did. Uh, he gave me six stitches in the mouth, and I had to pay for all kinds of stuff. Uh, and he, he, the guy loosened my tooth, and so I had to. It was he a fake tooth out or no? He knocked. He, he like made it. He, he 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 made it loose. So then the new tooth eventually came out. Okay. Um, but so uh, he was there at the haha. Oh, okay. Uh, on Saturday night, the guy, the guy, the like, guy you knocked out. Yeah, was there. yeah, yeah. I didn't knock him out, but I, I you know. I hit him more than he hit me. Uh, so he's he's there, and I could see he's 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 like mad dogging me. He's giving me looks, and I'm I'm just like, man, I, you know, I'm, the first thing I think of is I have a torn ACL. Like I I need surgery. Like I can't even shoot a double if I wanted to. My leg might just go out, because that's that's what I would do now. I'm no more standing and trading after my elevator fight that I got into. I, I would just shoot a double, trading, take it to the ground. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I don't think I can even shoot a double right now if I wanted to. And I'm, that's, that's a shitty feeling. I, I love how you're analyzing, like, <laughs> as the analyst, Adam, how, I, how I'm going to do this in a single leg head outside, dump him, and I'm going to start throwing it. That's, that's great. I probably would go no, for it. Go for a sec. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, what am I? I'm not, I'm not going to go punch for punch, yeah. you know. So that was, uh, but luckily I just, you know. Nothing went, nothing went down, though. No, I mean, it, if I would have stared him back, it, it would have went down. He was baiting me. But I was not gonna let that happen. I just don't have I don't have time. I don't, I don't have the energy. You know, I I texted my dad. I'm like, what's the name's here? He's like, you can't afford with your leg right now. Like my my I, I honestly I'm starting to think twice about shit. I don't I don't want to. You know, I'm 36. I'm not a, I'm not a fighter. But I you know, plus I haven't I haven't been training for a little while. I don't even know. I'm I'm sure I whatever. Anyway, so so that was that. And then uh, a buddy passed away. A good friend of mine passed away yeah. yesterday. He uh, he had a heart attack. He was, he was a friend of mine. He was in Kamikaze Comedy, The Real Potheads. I've had Ramsey Moore, really good friend of mine. Uh, you know, 48 years old. He weighed about 350 pounds, maybe close to 400. You know, he, he's a big guy. Yeah. Uh, so that was, uh, so that was, that, was a rough day yesterday. Yeah. Rough day yesterday. But uh, lighter note. So Ramsey, you're, you're going to be missed. I love you, buddy. I, I know he 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 he. Uh, I, t- I actually took him to a, a UFC event. His first Did UFC you? event. Yeah. Awesome. So Marina Shafir Hi. is here. It's okay. <laughs> so we got to talk about enough, about enough about me for a sec. Uh, we got to get to let, let's talk to Frank for a sec. Frank, how was your week? I came in like five. It was great. What'd you do? It was great. Absolutely no. I uh, I do nothing. I lay on the couch. No, I had a, um, what did I do? Saturday, I refed down, uh, Antonio McKee runs a knockout promotion, so I refed his amateur promotion for camo. How's he doing? Uh, he's doing great. He's got like, he runs like a promotion a month now. He was a very underrated fighter, I feel like. Well, because he always lied about his age. He's like Pat Miletic. He told everybody, he was like, I'm 32. Like, Pat, you've been 32 for 10 years. Like, you're not 32. And so, like, he was like 45. Like, he's, um, he's almost as old as Randy Couture is. And he was still fighting Tom, but he's like in his 30s. Like, but didn't he get cut after one fight that was like boring fight? Was boring as hell. But it was still one fight he lost, right? He, he was on like a six-fight winning streak before that. Yeah. He lost one fight, and then they cut him. Well, we all know that you know you can you can win fights and get cut. That's how it goes. No, you can't. Yes, you can. How? John Fitch. John Fitch got cut. He won a fight and got cut. He won in the UFC and got cut? Yeah. No, he didn't. He, yes, he, he did. He won it, loaned his last fight in the UFC and got cut. Yes, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, same as all time. I yes. thought he lost the last fight. Mm-mm. Really? Yeah. I, I'm going to have to... I'm, I no, don't his last fight he lost. That was World Series of Fighting. I don't... I don't I, when he fought in the UFC, he lost... He won his fight in the UFC and then got cut. Let's double check that. I don't think that... I'll that does not up. sound legit. 
It's, it's legit. It happens all the time. Mm. All the time. I think he's right. I know I'm right. Oh, wow. So because you... I was talking about this, I was just in Hawaii for, for seven days. I just talked I talked about it. I was on the, the set of um, Hawaii Five O because they're, they're wrapping up season five. Filming right. season five. There's a bunch more still to be, be shown. And they... Uh, uh, not doing very well with that mic over there. It's kind of limp. It's a little, a little. It's it's so tall. They gave me short chair. It's the tall first mic. time she's ever seen anything, anything no. limp in her life. All right, so uh, uh, go. Sorry. Whoa. All right. Already mad at me. Just started. Okay. So two minutes. So Antonio McGee. Thanks. So you you ref that fight now. Are you getting booed as a ref? Are, are you a good ref? Are, uh, I'm a really good ref. Actually, it's kind of weird. I'm a really good ref, uh, and I like it a lot. I like doing it, so it makes it even more fun. But I'm also a very cautious ref because these are amateurs. These guys aren't making any damn money. If I'm, yeah. if I'm refing Jake Allenberger, he wants to get his arm broke, he can break it. He's getting paid. He wants to get choked unconscious, doesn't want to tap, that's on him. I'm going to you know, I'm gonna keep the fouls from happening. I'm going to start and stop when I'm supposed to, but it's, it's not my job to jump in as right. a pro ref. When you're doing amateurs, these guys don't make any money. They're going, to, they're going back to school. They're going back to work on Monday. So I jump in real early on joint locks. Like I jump in real fast on joint locks. Knockouts, if you get... Flash knockouts with me, you hit the dirt one time, you're done. Like, you drop to a knee, you're out. It's just. I know. Are out. people getting up and complaining? I wasn't out. I wasn't um, out. I did University of MMA, my very, very first time I ever refed uh, for camo. And I had a quick stoppage on a on a, a turned arm bar. So it wasn't straight. It wasn't straight. It was turned. It was just, but he's turned the inside of his elbow out. And I stopped. And the kid was like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm like, no, I saw your elbow coming out. So, like, I'm going to stop it. His crowd went nuts. They went, they booed me forever. But I get booed most of my career, so it doesn't bother me. It's like, whatever. So now I'm getting a lot more respect. Like, Anthony McKee requested me to come in and, and ref. So that's a huge deal. And, and Turi Ottaville and, and Jay Tan over at University of MMA request me to be on their staff to ref. So that, that's huge when you're just starting out. I've only got, like, maybe 50 matches underneath me. That I've, I've ref 50 and judged maybe 60. Yeah, by the way, forget that, like, refs are there for the fighter's safety. By the way, John Fitch lost to Damian Maya and then got cut. So... He lost to Damian Ryan? Yeah. So, that wasn't his last fight in the UFC. Yes, it was. Yeah, so I was like, there's no way you get cut after a loss. No, 100%. 100%. A, a, after a win. 100% no, because it's, it's part well, of the lawsuit. It has lawsuit. not happened. Yes, it has. To who? Name, name, part, name one. Name Adam, it's part of the lawsuit. Yes, it is. 100% it's happened. It's in the verge of the lawsuit. But guys must have got caught with pop or something, or they got no. caught for some No, 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 without having drug, uh, without having a drug failure. Yes, hundred percent. All right. Well, if you could, if you could, yeah, somebody I, will find him. I guarantee right. you. Once this right. airs, some some I freaking know how to go, <laughs> go on and do it. So, uh, so okay. So, you, oh, anyway, so, so I rep Saturday and then Sunday. I went on a forty-five mile bike ride. Forty-five uh, miles. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to. Um, the problem with is wrestling, as most of us in the room, well, even with judo, like you don't, you don't, your day, your light days, you go one time a day, but you still go one hundred ten percent the entire practice. Wrestlers are built that way too. Oh, it's preseason, so we have to go two and a half hours twice a day to get our repetition up and get what's gonna be low intensity, which it never is. We're always at one hundred ten percent. So my my like where everyone's heart rate, like say two twenty is the top, is supposed to be as fast as it can go, and then you have like this low range, like in the hundreds, like one twenty five, whatever is like you know you have this this fat burning zone, this cardio zone, you have this like all out ATP intensity zone. Well, my warm up is already in my, is already in my cardio zone. I'm already at the top end of it, and then when I'm going just drilling. I'm, already, I'm just burning, you know, uh, carbs in my system. I'm not burning any fat. Like I've, I've never been in the fat burning zone. I'm always up high. So what I'm trying to do now that I've I've stopped competing is I'm trying to change my that system. So right. I'm trying to, so I spend a lot of time on the bike, tr- trying to keep my heart rate down really really low while I'm just riding. It's boring as crap and it sucks. But you do it for like six to eight weeks. I can change my whole system. Over. Holy shit! Yeah, Jake. So since last week we filmed the podcast, I got deleted. 
Yeah, what happened? I don't know. Uh, Illuminati. Illuminati. Really? Illuminati. We have not talked. So the the fans at home have not heard from you oh, since you're. Oh, that was one of the best ever, too. The podcast? Yeah, yeah but forget really about Okay, but your fight. Forget about it. You choking Josh Koscheck to the point where he was foaming out of his mouth. Yeah. Getting that big win. First win in four fights. Huge win. Okay, how does it, how does it feel? What, what went differently yeah, I mean, with the you fight? You make me sound like I was in the gutter, bro. Like I was suicidal. <laughs> well, like I was about to kill myself or career, something. Career-wise, yeah, Jeez. you kind of were. I mean, athletic career-wise, maybe not personal and, and yeah. you know, sexually. I saw your girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're probably doing okay everywhere else, but like, career-wise, yeah, you kind of were in the gutter. I, was, yeah, I had a few setbacks, but I mean, I, I, mean, I, was, I was focused. I wasn't like... You know, I, I I was more confident going into this fight than I than I had been, you know, in the past. So, so what was different? I mean, like I, I remember, like like in the Kelvin fight, you were talking shit during the weigh-in. You were like saying stuff to him, like you're not ready, you're not ready. This fight, you were just totally quiet. Uh, it seemed like you were, uh, you, you know, you 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 were, you were relaxed. You were you were landing that punch. I mean, what 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 was the, what was the difference in the training camps? What was the difference in the fight? Talk to me. Talk to mm-hmm. us. <laughs> I don't even, I don't even know where to begin. Um, yeah, I mean, I was, I was, I was definitely confident going to fight. I mean, I think it's every every fight is so different. You know what I mean? It's like there's different variables where you're fighting at. It's just like train. I, I was spending more time definitely on more of the psychological and, and mental side of training rather than the physical. Just to, you know, that's there's and, and more strategy, more more tactical. But it wasn't like I need to learn how to fight. You know, it's. People, people, you know, they'll lose a fighter though. They think you need to like get a whole new coaching staff and need to revamp the whole, you know, make re- re- reinvent the whole wheel. And it's 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 wrong. But somebody said you were yeah, doing I mean, specialized weapons training or something. No, no. I mean, I, I had been working with the. <laughs> <laughs> if things get it's blown funny because I know the answer, and it's yeah. funny. Like, oh, come on. <laughs> people, yeah, I've had some funny. You know, <laughs> the, the people hear a little little bit of it and they're like, "Oh my god, you were you were like in a in a firefight with some Navy SEAL." Like, no, that wasn't it. <laughs> But no, I, I just started working with a new guy. Um, he's definitely more of the psychological aspect and, and uh, kind of prepares your mind for combat. He works with a lot of special operations. Um, but yeah, that, was, that was really the only change. And do, do you have to like? Do you have to like show up? Like, yes, sir. Yes. Do you have to like have like a, like a? Was it like in the in the, in the military? Uh, I mean, he, he, well, he's definitely more <laughs> more like the military. He operates like that. Um, but not not really. They're, you know, he, he's a, he's a good, for me. I have to respect somebody to work with him. Yeah, and I respect him so. I respect his, his knowledge, and I know. Uh, you yeah, know, but you were a Marine too, right? I was. I was in the so Marine Corps. So you come from so. that same like mental background, and you're just trying to uh, revisit it for your fighting. Yeah, you know, and, and really just kind of looking at more of like, uh, like, like, like business, and not like, right? Kind of separating, you know, the two people, like the the Jake Ellenberger than the fighter. You know, you kind of separating both people. Yeah, and and I actually read a quote. You said nobody wants to see nice Jake, happy Jake. People want to see Jake the, the destroyer, Jake the guy who's just going to rip your head off. Uh, like, did, is that was like, did you like, uh, were you talking to yourself? Like, nice Jake, hey buddy, how's it going? Fuck you, I'm Jake the destroyer. Like, was there, was that going no, on? No, I mean, Jake there was, the there wasn't really, I wasn't really talking to myself, no, but I, you know, there was, there was some things we, we had a routine where, you know, I'd get into kind of that other person, kind of that more of the uncomfortable. What was the routine? Um, I can't really talk about that. There's a huge NDA that goes along with it. Yeah, it's really? A big, yeah, it's a big deal. Yeah. yeah. No that's way. Why it's, that's why it's funny. People are asking me about it because I know I have personal <laughs> knowledge of what's going on. Like I know it. And I stayed, 
I had very little to do. Jake was in my gym working out. I had very little to do with it. I stayed away, to, away from it. I'm left-handed and 200 pounds. I'm useless. Yeah. Look out Josh Koscheck. It's not going to work. Were there okay. ninjas coming out and just like hiss out of the room? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Too, no. Uh, it was, but it's, it's, it's a little crazy. It's a routine. The easiest way to explain it is if you get in a, you were talking about it earlier. Uh, if you're in a street fight, the first thing you want to do now is, is shoot a double. You're not going to try to punch them in the head. A boxer by nature, the first thing they're going to do is try to punch somebody in the head. Okay, that's the first thing. So what Torin does is he takes your your base nature and allows you to tap into that anytime you need to tap into it. So not just when we're fight or flight and it's time to protect our family, but how to dial into it the entire time. He gives you a routine of how to get there, and Jake got into the routine, and you saw what happened. You saw the, the process of what went on. There, Technically speaking, yeah, he really didn't get any better this camp. Technically speaking, mm-hmm. the tactics and, and understanding of the fight game that he had, and he, he can correct me if I'm wrong, he didn't get any better. He didn't throw a better jab. He didn't throw a better cross. He didn't throw a better kick. He just tapped into that juggernaut that he used to be and got, and brought it forth, but now it doesn't have to be the juggernaut 24 hours a day, seven days a week to make it happen. He can mm-hmm. be when it's time to do it in practice and when it's time to do it in a fight. Do you think he's better? Go Speaking of your jab, followed him throughout the whole entire cage. Everywhere mm-hmm. he went, like you stopped him every time with your jab, every single time. Do you think maybe you could have let your hands go a little more as far as throwing those crazy haymakers? Well, you know, it's I I would say yeah, but I mean, it's it's like I I feel like every time I was trying to be first, so I was really kind of um, every time he stepped in, I wanted to be first. But he you know, he was backing up a lot more than I thought too. I think that he, he's he's been knocked out before. I feel like it's you know the whole risk versus reward. He he was he was he was backing up more than I than I anticipated, but. Uh, you know the jab was the jab was working, and I think you know he 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 obviously wanted to wrestle. You know, he, right. he took me down once and and worked back up, and so it, for me it was just a matter of time. I know if I stayed stayed the same tactic that we've been working on for for weeks, that uh, you know we come out on top. Have you seen the fight since? <laughs> like I know you're in it. Did you see it from tape? Um, I did. Well, I did a couple times. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. The, the, it's going to be a skewed answer then. Did you? Because we're watching it at home, and the moment he starts tapping his left eye and keeps rubbing his left eye, we mm-hmm. see. You accelerate. We see it happening. Is that thought process in your head? Is like, oh, he's grabbing his eye. I know I've got him because that's his yeah. tell. That's Josh's tell. If he starts rubbing his left eye over and over again, he's panicking. He's having a heart attack because he got poked in the other eye, but he still rubs that left eye. It's like there's something going on with it that happened as a kid or something. It's weird. It's like his mm-hmm. his big poker tell. So we saw it, but I'm yeah, definitely. I'm at home on the couch drinking a beer. Well, <laughs> you don't think maybe his hair dye was <laughs> leaking into his eye? And that was actually <laughs> that's his natural hair. It's not dye, is it? Really? <laughs> yeah. I thought he was born like that. Now, Marina. I have been following you on Instagram. Uh, I've been fo- I see that you went to Texas. I did. You were with Ronda Rousey in Texas. Yes, I was. You were at South by Southwest. Yep. It was you, really fucking cool. You were partying your ass off. Not really. Uh, you were drinking. I was drinking. Okay, so tell, <laughs> the, tell us about your weekend. What's going on um, with you? I went to Austin. No, we went to Dallas first, and I was just... Just needed to get out of L.A. for a few days, and Rhonda asked me if I wanted to come, and I said, yeah. And I trained every day I was there, but I just needed to get away. And um, we went to, like, every great steakhouse ever, (laughs) and we drank a lot, and she did her thing, and I did my thing. Well, Now, what was your thing? What do you mean you did your thing? My thing. Yeah, you said, I just trained and watched cartoons. That's, that's your all thing. I did. And her blue, and her blue PJs. I mean, <laughs> like, like that, really? That's no, what you seriously, did. Seriously, like all I did was like train and laid around and watched cartoons. Who did you train with? No, I trained by myself. Oh, I trained by myself. Really? Yeah. yeah. What do you now? What do you train? When you train by yourself? You did push yeah, ups by. Yeah, I went to like the weight room and 
I put myself through like cardio workout and strength. But then you guys train with Donald Cerrone and, and like those guys. Didn't you go to that to that gym at all? No, oh. that's in New Mexico. Yeah, that's in New Mexico. Oh, I thought they were right down there. She She's the, in Austin. That'd be like right, Tim yeah. Kennedy's gym. She oh, did right. the she um, what's the dance called? Line dancing with him. Oh yeah, she did some line dancing with him, and that's, that was really fun to watch. <laughs> did you line dance too? No, 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 no. I just watched. You don't line dance? Mm-mm. Come on, girl. You you do the uh, worm while they were doing it? I don't do the worm. Oh. I did this thing called drinking beer while they were oh, doing God. it. <laughs> You're such a dude. Such a dude. Like, uh, if we dated, I, I would be totally the femme. Now listen. Now, uh, now Rhonda and Jessica, I it looked like they were. Are, are they Jessica building? Jessica, I is one cool chick, and. Rhonda thinks just as such. She, the way she carried herself the entire time, wasn't pulling any punches as to talking about a fight with Rhonda. She, you know, she's work. She's hungry. This chick is hungry. She wants to go out there. She wants to leave it all in the cage, and it's super exciting because she can still be civil and hold a conversation with somebody like Rhonda, and um, not get phased. You know? no, I like Jessica. I but yeah. she's a cool chick. No, she's a very but, cool chick. I mean. Her striking might be as good as Rhonda's, but once it gets in close, it's going to be rough for Jessica, I, right? I mean, it's going mean, to be, be rough for anybody. <laughs> I mean, you're, <laughs> ugh, I'm not going to start with this. What? Because it doesn't matter. It doesn't fucking matter. It makes no goddamn difference. The moment she lays hands on you, you're fucked. And no one's smart enough to realize, just run away. It's, <laughs> it's very simple. I can write you a lesson Right now, how to beat any champ anywhere in the world in MMA. It's very simple. Let's hear I, wrote, I wrote this. I wrote the paper for Anderson Silva, and then and then Chael Sonnen tried to do it, and then and then uh, Weidman did it, and that's that's it's the plan. It's so very you, simple. So you told Chael and Weidman to no, do no, this. No, no, I wrote I wrote it years ago when I was on Tag Radio. I wrote this is how you beat him. All right, so simple. how do you beat Ronda Rousey? You have to run away from her, kick out her front leg, and do not let her ever touch you. And the worst part of the whole thing is you have to be one hundred percent perfect. If you slip in one aspect at any point, she will catch you 100%. There's no way to let her. You can't let her touch you. There's no one that has the high enough level of judo that, mm. that can play with her. If she gets a pinky on you, you're screwed because she's that close now. She knows how to close the distance from arm length so quickly, so fast. You can't get away Marina, from Marina, are you going <clears throat> to weigh in on this? <laughs> I think he's right. There, I, but I, Rhonda trains for the worst-case scenario every day of her mm-hmm. life. So... Even if you run away, her footwork is so good she'll cut you off. Mm. She's like she she trains to her cheat in the ring. Like she picks a corner and that's where she's gonna bring you. Now let's talk about for let's, let's five minutes before we get to Deanna. Uh, let's talk about one eighty five. There were some great fights in that. Uh, mm-hmm. Crazy upsets. Your gym is on fire right now, by the way. Rafael Cordero, Kings MMA. Is uh, right? Is that that's the gym you go to? Um, well, no, no but I mean, <laughs> you, you do train there sometimes. Yeah, I did, I Way did, to make yeah. an awkward situation there. Oh no, 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 no! Let's just talk about let's just talk about let's just talk about some more of his ex girlfriends and see what happens. Yeah, oh, I don't, I, more, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, I trained with with Hafa for years. Um, great, you know, fantastic trainer. Nothing bad to say, and, and I'm, I'm still great friends with a lot of the guys, Dos Anjos and Ben Benil, and they all, you know, I'm still. Anyway, yeah, it was a great, great now, night. A, now, a, a, a couple thoughts on this Pettis thing. Number one, watching your brother get knocked out has got to play some kind, some type of effect on you. I, like, I mean, you having a brother, right? Say, say Joe Ellenberger's fighting on. Oh, you're you, talking about his little brother. Yeah, okay. you, see, you watch Sergio get knocked out the way he did. You, like, I mean, I'm not making excuses. Yeah, I think he would have lost regardless. Dos Anjos was just that was his night, but I still think that had a little bit of a factor. 
I don't think so. No? No. You, so, I mean, you have like, like a brother, like, right? I mean, like, for example, uh, Mark Munoz and I were in the same locker room this last fight. You know, I come in, he's he, he's a mess. You know, the team, it's just... So it's like you gotta you gotta forget about it. I mean, it's yeah, it doesn't matter. Like, it's irrelevant. You gotta put your. your but that's your younger brother, right. though. Munoz is your no, friend. No, I get it. I, I get it. But I, that's where the sport is. Like you compartmentalize and you shut that shit off. You have I you w- have to kind of be numb to it. Yeah, like I um my first pro fight, my warm up room, the warm up room I was in, I was in with all of my teammates, all of my teammates who you know, blood, they sweat with me, like the whole process. When two or three of them. Are in the back and you know they lost. Yeah, no, it's I, fucking. I, no. What, what are you gonna do? You can't engage in that because teammates, you have to be forward. I, right, I, I, I get it. I still think having your brother, I, it definitely might have. I don't think it changed anything with that. Yeah, but did you camp. see how he walked out with him too? Sergio was in Pet- Anthony's corner. He's like, you know what? Fuck it. We'll yeah. talk about it later. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. And now, as far as that fight goes, those años had the. You know, he basically did exactly what Gilbert Melendez did in the first round for five rounds, which is just, Mm -hmm. but he looked a lot bigger, a lot stronger, a lot hungrier. Did Pettis get, I mean, like according to Khabib and his Twitter handle, Pettis is partying every night. He didn't take it seriously. No. I I don't think that happened, but uh, what happened to Anthony Pettis in that fight? Jake. I I mean, honestly, I, I don't think it was so much of what, Pettis, it was what Dos Anjos did. It wasn't like he, he didn't give him opportunity. You know what I mean? If you give Do, uh, a guy like Pettis opportunity and, and the distance that he wants to kick at, you look at him, he's finished Cerrone. He's finished the best guys in the world. Like, he's phenomenal. But he never gave him that opportunity, and, and uh, Dos Anjos never gave him a, a second to breathe. And that's how you, that, you know, that's exactly what he needed to do to win. Yep. I completely agree. I feel like there was a, there was a few points in the fight where Anthony stood in front of Dos Anjos and was like, all right, fuck, like, let's fucking bang it out. And as soon as he tried, even when he tried sitting on his punches and throwing, like, a successful combination that landed, Rafael was still pushing forward. Yeah. You know how frustrating that is for somebody who's knocked people out with kicks? Shows you how good Khabib is, though, beating Dos Anjos every minute of every round of of their fight. I'm looking forward to seeing that. Taking him down, though. What? Taking him down, though. That's a different style. He's yeah. st- still winning, right? He didn't win like Dos Anjos did. Yeah, no. It was a fight. Was, a, it was a, right, right. He just. I mean, of, like, if you look at like as far as being well rounded, like, did he? Yeah, I mean, he beat him absolutely positional wise, take him down. But I, I mean, like, Dos Anjos beat him striking. He beat him kicking. He beat him taking him down. He, everywhere he beat him. No, having CM Punk in the corner, you think that that that, that, that helped? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> CM Punk and Ben Askren. I mean, that that was like the the corner of. of I mean. I love Ben Askren. First of all, when's Askren going to make it to the US? He, he, he's Did you see the picture he posted? He's like, I'm knocking, but nobody's letting me in. About Johnny <laughs> Hendricks. Yeah. Now, speak. okay, so let's talk about Hendricks for a second. I think people said he was boring. I think he executed the perfect game yeah, plan. He did. Yeah. Uh, don't take – and the fight before Robbie Lawler, he took so many punches. He's allowed to have a fight <laughs> where you, you don't get hurt. You just win. You, you, yeah. you grind Matt, Matt Brown. I, people are like, you know what? They're complaining about it. Not every fight is going to be Diego Sanchez you know, or a we, Leonard Garcia type fight. We've talked about it before. GSP got booed all the way through his last eight wins. Like, but he still won eight times and exactly. made six million a fight. There's, a, there's, a, there's a, a theory behind it that I didn't agree upon when he first started doing it. 
that style of fighting is like laying, you know, you don't lay and pray. You, you, know, you got to beat guys up. But now there's so much more in the line. The guys are so much better mm-hmm. than they used to be. Every six months, guys are twice as good as they were the year before. It's, it's nuts that you've got steroids. to. <laughs> steroids. Steroids? <laughs> yeah, not, well, well, not anymore now. That's all getting away. But I give it to Johnny, too. I mean, he had a lot to risk. You know, he's fighting Matt Brown. He, he was, had a, uh, a third title fight with, with Lawler. Now he's fighting a guy. <clears throat> no, he's not fighting for the time. He's fighting Matt Brown, who's dangerous. So, I mean, I would. Now, people are, are, are throwing the idea of you versus Matt Brown. That's that's the word on sure the street. I, I don't. That doesn't matter to me. Yeah. All right, thanks. But, so, I don't, but, I don't, yeah, but I don't know <laughs> why. You want me to say? <laughs> everyone, yeah, everyone was saying, like, like Ellenberg and Matt Brown, but like, why, but why, though? Like, it doesn't make any sense. To me, it doesn't make any sense. Ellenberg's on his way up, Brown's on his way down. Ellenberger won, Brown lost. Yeah. It's unfortunate. I mean, I'm not saying anything bad against Matt Brown. It just doesn't make sense. But that loss of Matt Brown, Matt Brown's still probably the number four guy, right? I don't, I don't know. I mean, number four or five. All what, right, so you look at the, the rankings. rankings actually mean? You look at the rankings. Okay, let, what do the rankings actually mean? All right, let's say the, rank- the rankings. Actually mean? Yeah, Robbie mean Lawler, what do the rankings actually mean? Robbie Lawler. What do the rankings actually mean? What do the rankings actually mean? They don't use them. They, well, they do sort they of. They mean nothing don't. except for payment for Reebok. That's the only reason why they, they have they the rankings. Don't mean, they make matches on No, they, they mean something. They maybe not. To who? To, to the to fans. To the fans. Uh, no. Yes, they do. No. Look, that, that means so much to the fans that Chael Sonnen got two title fights after he lost one in a lower weight class. That was ridiculous. That, was, makes, that makes so much, but the fans loved it. But they loved it. But there has to be some rankings. You can't just have utter chaos and have mean? CM Punk fight for the title. All I ask you have you, to have all, at least. Uh, have to all be I ask is, rankings, what do they mean? You're either the champ or you're not the champ. No, that's you're number see. Two. I love that. No, attitude. You're not going to have the 27 guy fight for the title. Look, you're not going to have. Okay, you here's could. An example: you get you get Tyron Woodley versus Carlos Condit. Carlos Condit blows his knee on the fight, and he goes from rank number 12 to number three. Tell me the logic there. I'm not saying that, that, that they're foolproof. And, no, and, and you're, the, the rankings are a joke. The rankings shit. mean nothing. The they're rankings are only used for, the, for, for right now, as far as we understand, how they're going to pay you on the Reebok deal. Right. One, one gets one price. Two through five gets another price. Six through ten gets another price. They mean price. something. You're not going to have an yeah, eight, number get paid. 80 guy, a fight number. It's still it's not specific enough, right. and it's not, it's not the most foolproof. Uh, we need to get Joe Silva on the line. Okay, but there is, it does mean something. Beard, Joe Silva, call him. Okay, listen. Uh, finally, before we get to uh, Deanna Bennett, um, Joanna, Joanna Yunjunchek, mm-hmm. uh, blowing out. Somebody Carla didn't Espa. use their res- wrestling for the win, did they? Well, she tried. She sure did. Here's what I think <laughs> happened with Carla Esparza. I-, I knew she was in trouble. Like I said last week, before our uh, show was deleted, that uh, that that there yeah, there were there were there were some right issues there. because a she's worried about. The Reebok not sponsoring her. She's worried about. She said maybe I, I should get a blonde wig. That's she comes into the weigh-ins way too tan. Okay, I knew when Bullshit. she spent more time at the tanning salon than she did on her with her boxing coach, she was in trouble. She was way too tan at the weigh-ins. She was blowing kisses. The the other girl was uh, you could, had fucking cookie. exorcist eyes. Uh, I mean, you could tell that girl that girl wanted it a lot more. Carla wanted to sort of like, oh, I'm the I'm the champ, and it was like a beauty pageant. She's waving to everybody, making a speech. How she's gonna cure world hunger? Yeah, how about, how about the creepy like weigh-in picture when she like got down like on I the Hobbit it. and it was like looking in her eye? I was like, but I here's 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 what I think it is. I, I do think that right now women's MMA, while I love it and and it's great, it's not you don't it's not as deep as men's. It's not as evolved as men. And and I and I think with Carla, you saw a, an amazing wrestler get hurt and go right back to her wrestling. She mm-hmm. she she threw all everything else out the window. 
And, and, and you see that a lot in fights, a lot more in fights. You see a, you see a striker get hurt and just go for the double. You, or a wrestler get hurt, go for the double. But now Adam fighting at the comedian store. At, at, yeah, the now it's more. Yeah, now it's more well rounded. Where guys, where the men are getting hurt, but they're not just going for the, what they actually uh, grew up on. And with Carla, she just she got hurt. She just looked like a fucking deer in headlights. She wanted out of there. Mm-hmm. And she's coming in next week to co-host the show. So uh, you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's so awesome. hard though. Like once, like people don't realize the the momentum. I mean, you look at. You look at the first round, she was very unsuccessful in the first round, and then it just continually got worse. So it's like, to be able to make adjustments, like, in, in the fight, um, especially, like, after she's down, like, two rounds, it's yeah. like you could see the frustration. It's like, well, now you need to change something in, 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 in making those adjustments. It's so much harder than it looks, but she never, you know, she never cut her, do cut you, her wheels. Do you think that she didn't have the tools? Or did she, I mean, do you think that the uh, training wasn't right? Because, I mean, this girl... Uh, it was a very one-dimensional fight for Carla. Mm-hmm. The only way she saw herself winning the fight was being able to take her down at least once. Okay, she took her down once. Joanna got right the fuck back up. I, I and told then, you. And then the striking level. Yeah. If you're going against a like a world renowned striker, Joanna is like a cha- a Muay Thai mm-hmm. champion. Okay, you need to pick one or two combinations and just throw them over and over and over and over and over again. That, that open open hand that open hand jab that she was doing to I don't even know was it to set the distance? I don't know. Her fingers were flaring out with the jab. I swear to God, like I don't know what like what were you and every every shot that she took was you saw it from a mile away. Every single one. Yeah she I mean, she she didn't use her boxing at all to set her down. All. I said it in here before that the only way she, you know the only way I can see her winning, she's not going to be able to finish her. She's going to have to take her down and get a lay and pray decision. Like she's going to have to hold her down. And that's how it's going to be a boring decision, but it's going to be a, she's going to get a decision win. Once she realized she couldn't take her down, she went, "Oh shit, I'm in trouble!" And she got tagged by a couple of small peppering shots. But she's like, "I really got hurt on these things. Now I got to figure out what I'm going to do next. But I'm just going to go wrestle, as opposed to going, okay, I'm not going to be allowed to strike her." I'm going to have to take her down over and over again to make her look bad. I'm just going to keep jabbing, 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 a jab crossing my way in, and then take her down immediately and just see what happens from there. So she started flicking that jab out there. Like, she was trying to find distance, but then when she found the distance, she had to take a quarter step back, and now she's out of distance, and she's shoot from there, and it's like, you're 30 feet away. I can see it coming. So Don't you think a better bad. strategy would have been the dirty box, like a Randy Couture, Tim Sylvia type thing? Yeah, but you, if you can catch her, but you can't catch her. You know? I mean, and that, being shorter, too, her get, she has so much. She has a, such a reach advantage, it's hard to get inside there. To, to dirty yeah. box. I mean, you gotta cramp and she's up got the, the experience to throw at least two to three combinations before you even get inside. That's yeah. the, that's how experienced this chick is, and I'm very excited. Somebody like her is a champion because you're gonna all of those 115ers that think they're good are gonna be weeded out. <laughs> but you, but I thought, but we're talking about a girl as good as Joanna is. I was at her last fight with, with you, Claudia, and Claudia. Claudia's I thought tough I thought Claudia nails. won that fight. So here's the thing at the 115 pound division, it's going to be every every two or three fights we need a champ. Mm-hmm. Joanna's not going to survive very long. Just I'm sorry, she's not she's not going to do it um, because it's the girls. Be, here, here's the real here's the reality of the division. You're screwed because you hang out with a chick that's five years ahead of everybody else in her weight class. She's five years ahead of the rest of the women's division. So everything that you time when you look at another girl, you're going, oh well, they're they're she's a champ, combo champ. Okay, she's not as good as yeah, Ronda, but she's at close. Face value. They're going, how good can this girl sell us tickets? 
Joanna's going to be a great seller. She's got that look. She's got that attitude where she's kind of crazy when she weighs in. Has that, that She does that weigh-in every single time when she dips down. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I interviewed her, she was talking about it. something happened years ago. The girl wouldn't look at her face, so she bent over to kind of look, you know, get, a, get her eyeballs on her. That's going to sell well with the public, but the reality of it is the women's division is still growing, kind of like the men's division was 10 years ago, where every week it was a different champion. So you had your, and that's your how, Tito Ortiz and, and, and your Matt Hughes. And not Hughes's. for Ronda, it would have been the same way in, in 135. You, 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 yeah. you, you yes. see Kate, the champ. Then you see Jessica I as a champ. Yeah. Then you see uh, Misha, uh, Sarah McMahon as a champ. Yeah. It would have been it would have kept going. It would have been like a round robin. For sure. That's where this but, weight class is at, and that's what's going to happen. So like, you know, in this year, we could have... You know, depending on times I might have the title fight, we could have two or three different champs every you know every yeah. year yeah, yeah, yeah. for a while. There, there is there's some good some great 115ers. I mean, um, even with just women's MMA growing, you see so many females jumping in the sport training. Like you can see, you know, in the next five years how it's going to evolve. But I mean, speaking of which, we got right now we're going to call Deanna Bennett, <clears throat> who is seven and zero in Invicta. Uh, she's she's uh, 115. Oh, that's right. She has a victory wow. over Juliana Pena. At 135, who, uh, who, had, who made some statements about Ronda recently that we're going to talk about. She also has a victory over Jennifer Maya, who I guess is a, a good fighter as well. Uh, and uh, she's at the pit in Utah. So uh, she, the Argentinian assassin. We're going to call her right now. Hey, you're on the MMA Roasted Podcast. It's me, Jake Ellenberger, hey. Marina Shafir, and Frank Trigg. Hello. Hello. <laughs> we, we, we are talking to a girl who is undefeated. As an amateur and as a pro, she, in high school she was a wrestler and a water polo star, and uh, now she's seven and zero. She she has a victory over Juliana Pena. How's it going, Deanna? It's going well. How are you guys doing? Good, good. We're watching your fights, man. Uh, you're a uh, man, uh, woman. Uh, you you are you're, you're dude, dude. You're, you're, <laughs> let, me, let me apologize for our host, Adam Hunter. He gets a little frustrated when he's talking to women. He doesn't. He's really going to ask do you he doesn't do some well. kind of question, yeah, inappropriate question, in T minus five minutes. So prepare. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, you look great. Expecting. You look great in your last fight against. Uh, you, now, at one point, you did that whole Vanderlei Silva pride. Just throw as many punches as you can, one twos, while backing her into the corner. That was pretty awesome. That was. Uh, well, thank you. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's probably the highlight of it. Not really my best work altogether with that fight, but it was a win, and I got to punch somebody in the face, so I'll take it. Hell yeah. <laughs> you know, you're very honest, because I, I watched uh, some of your stuff on YouTube. After every fight you have, they have you in the locker room, and then you, you always get the win so far, but you're like, you know what? Next fight will be better. This is not as good as <laughs> I wanted it to be. And it, it almost appeared like you lost. Yeah, well, I keep saying that, but the next one doesn't seem to get all that better, so I gotta actually stick to my word for this next one. Yeah, no, you did it good. You also hugged the you, you hugged the announcer, which is very sweet. It, it was very. I nice. like hugs. <laughs> you like hugs. Now you are you are you are you are a very pretty girl. I was I was looking at your uh, interviews. You got a thing for Tom Hardy. Uh, <laughs> oh dear. You watched that one, eh? Yeah, there was like there was like twelve questions with Deanna Bennett, and every question was how much you wanted to bang Tom Hardy. Uh, is, is is your boyfriend getting upset about this or what? <laughs> yeah, he did really not appreciate that interview <laughs> at all. Actually, <laughs> he gave me a good glare after that one. <laughs> uh, it's all hypothetical. Yeah. <laughs> so so yeah. how how close are you to making to making the UFC? You think? Um, you know, I don't know. I still have a contract with Invicta, and honestly, I'm I'm loving it being able to fight for them. They're they're great people to work for. So you know, if it ever comes up. You know, it's a great opportunity, but 
you know, right now, like I said, I'm just focused on my next fight with Invictus. Who's your next fight against? Um, no one yet. I'm hoping to get on one here soon. Not the next one, obviously. I need a little bit of a break, but hopefully the show after that. Now, you're from Utah. Are you, are you the only Argentinian in Utah? <laughs> There's actually quite a lot of them, actually. So, surprising. <laughs> you're right. Now, and then you work at the, at the uh, pit elevator, right? I don't work there. That's just where I train. I actually uh, pedal security systems for Vivint Home Security. I'm one of those people. Mm-hmm. And, nice. and then you also used to work in an ambulance? Yeah. Yeah, I worked on an ambulance. I'm an EMT. I did that up in Salt Lake for a while. Love that. That's pretty hot. I mean, I mean you're like a hot chick who could fight, and you, and you want to help people. Uh, you, your boyfriend should be lucky that you're only talking about Tom Hardy and not actually uh, <laughs> dating him. I'm, it's true. Well, you know... Yeah, I think he's good in the fact that I probably will never meet Tom Hardy, so <laughs> he's banking on that right now. Now, Marina, you were at Deanna's last fight. Yes. Uh, what, did, what did you think? I thought she did a very great job. What do you think she could improve well, on? Thank you. <laughs> That's not my call to say. Honestly, it was a, a very well-rounded <laughs> fight. Like I could, I appreciate that Like every time she wins, she's like, oh, I'm going to do better, I'm going to do better, and... That's the type of shit that keeps the fans uh, <laughs> wanting to watch you, so keep it up. Well, thank you. See, the correct answer is that I need to pull my head out of my ass and remember to actually throw things instead of holding back. So I got you on that hey, answer. We're re- good. Your record doesn't lie. Yeah. You're seven and zero. What do you What do you mean by pull your head out of your ass? I mean, I are, are, are uh, you? Yeah. Competitive, you know, just you know, playing it safe instead of going out there and and just bring everything that I got. Deanna, I was actually at your fight, too. It was right after Marina blew me off when I tried to talk to her. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, when you start to go, the biggest thing that, at least that I see from sitting cage side with a beer in one hand and some tequila in the other, um, <laughs> that you, you, when you start to go, you don't, you stop thinking about the consequences of how you're throwing. You just throw, which was great in this yeah. fight because it backed her all the way up against the cage and she had no place to go. But you, you tend to, if she started throwing back, you would have been in a little bit of trouble. Because you were so content mm-hmm. on throwing one twos and pushing her back that you gave up your, the safety net of having of having defense on with your other with your non throwing hand. Does that make sense? Yep. So when you're throwing oh, yeah, like that, keep being as aggressive as you are because that's why you're seven and zero. But keep your defense tight too because nothing worse than running through somebody and getting caught behind the ear and all of a sudden falling down and not realizing what happened just because you're like I'm Definitely. beating this girl's ass. I'm just crushing her <laughs> and now. I'm the one unconscious. What happened? It's because your defense is. Was just a little bit too yeah. open. You're a good coach, Frank. I, I, I remember. I remember you. Uh, you coached Ryan Couture. By the way, sorry for a second. Yeah. You coached Ryan Couture, uh-huh. and he almost beat Ross Pearson. He won that yeah. first round in England, and I'm like, man, that is just great coaching. And Sweden, then, yeah, Sweden. It's yeah. Sweden. But then you're like, you yeah, man, I'm not going to do it because it, 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 it uh, pays shit, right? That was- no, it, it hurts me. It's tough to sit. So like, like if I have Jake for 12 weeks, and I have to go sit in his corner, and something goes wrong, we all as athletes, it's our fault. When Deanna's in there, she doesn't blame her coaches. It's I did this shit. I did this shit. But me, as a mm-hmm. former competitor, sitting in the corner, what the fuck does that happen, Jake? What did I do wrong? What, why did, you should have kept your hand up higher. I screwed up. I didn't teach you tight enough. De- I can't handle that pressure anymore. I can't do it. I'd right. rather I'd rather jump through a burning building. I'd rather get you know get shot in the chest with some squibs and go through a window. It's, to me, it's so much easier than having a corner somebody that I know. Because when you coach somebody. You know that person. You know their right. ups and downs, their headaches. No, headaches, wrestling. So. I get more nervous for the kids I coach wrestling than I did. Yeah. Back now, uh, now, 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 Deanna, um, uh, your fight against Michelle Old. That was a great fight. You actually you stopped Michelle Old. Now, did Michelle Old make any kind of sexual passes at you during the fight? 
No. Was it five minutes not, already? Actually. Didn't give her a chance, thankfully. <laughs> Wait, was it five minutes already? Well, five minutes. I'm pretty sure that was, I was pretty much dead right on around, on that one. Right Michelle, around, oh, no, you're, you call that. Michelle, <laughs> Michelle O came on our podcast and she, has, she told us she likes inserting stuff up guys' butts. That's what she enjoys doing and that she likes What's girls that? as well. So oh, so can, can I have her phone up? I mean, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> oh my god what the hell is wrong with you Adam sorry, sorry, really? I, I mean just, I, it's like put, putting like wearing a strap on and going after a boyfriend is totally different than hitting on a girl that you're that you're about to beat up yeah like, but she uh, but she had a girlfriend that was alright this is a whole separate issue we're not talking about Michelle Old uh, you're, but you did stop her uh, early uh, and for a while you're, you're, you, you were doing some crazy body kicks and you would knock it you had, like, your, your first three fights were knockouts correct um, no, I had a TKO and then a couple submissions. Mm. Yeah, you, you, yeah. I'm telling you, I was, I, I actually, I, I watched your fight last time. I was like, we got to get this girl on the podcast. This girl's got a bright future, a real bright future. You, you well, said, thank you. you said you enjoy fighting for Invicta, but Invicta has that, the buyout clause. So if, if the UFC calls you up and goes, Hey, look, we want you to come up and Victor let you go. That's what Shannon does. She's, they're very smart and that's why they're obviously on fight pass. One of the reasons why they're mm-hmm. on fight pass, but so if, if the UFC called you today and said, "Hey, we want you to come up," would you one take the opportunity? And if you did take the opportunity, where do you think you'd be sitting at the at, you know in the division? You know, if it was offered to me, I I would have to think about it. But yeah, I definitely want the opportunity because you know you have the best girls in the weight class there in the UFC, and you know you get into fighting, you want to be the best one. You want to be the best one out there, and so I'd definitely take that opportunity. As far as where I'm at. Yeah, I've only had one that fight at 115, so not sure where exactly I my place and where I have ranked there in the 15 pound division. So yeah, but you have I don't a know. you have a victory over over Pena, who's ranked at 135. So you have a victory over yeah. a girl. I mean, you got to and then Jennifer Maya. Uh, you know, she's got a victory over Zola Frosto. She's she's uh you know you you've beaten girls that actually that you 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 haven't been fed cans is what is what I'm trying to tell you. So. Yeah. Uh, how do you think you would do against Joanna Janjunchek? Um, man, that'd be a tough one. And I'm sad because I actually was cornering one of my friends this weekend, and so I actually missed the fights over this weekend and just got to see some highlights. But that that fight pretty much went the way that I I knew it was going to because Joanna's got some great stand up there. Um, thankfully, I kind of have a hard head, so it takes a lot to to put me down. <laughs> I'm finding. <laughs> in practice mostly but uh it'd be an interesting one for sure you definitely have to do some good game plan with that one no that's a terrible answer i would knock her out one round <laughs> i would kick her ass that's what the fans no okay sorry let me let me rephrase that okay yeah we'll try totally again. going to kick her ass <laughs> yes i'm not really good with with this talking whatsoever no, it's really awkward that's for me. Okay. We, we got some time. No, no. Listen, Deanna, you're adorable. We wanted to get you on the podcast. People need to know who you are. Uh, it, <laughs> they're going to say, we saw you. Uh, you only have like, you have less than a thousand Twitter followers. We have to get it up, okay? Because you're one of the top, I'd say you're one of the top 20 girls in the world at 115. Possibly the top 15 girls in the world. And to be a top 15 person in a sport, in an athlete, is one of the hardest things to do in the fucking world. I mean, I wrestled Division Definitely. Three and I wasn't ranked, and that was brutal. So people need to know who you are. People need to know who you are. So where can people find you? Where can people support you? Come on, give us something. <laughs> um, yeah, no, totally. I, I'm working on that social media stuff, and so definitely can use more followers. Deanna D. Bennett on pretty much 
every medium, Instagram, Twitter, all that kind of stuff. And I promise I put something interesting because I get hit in the head a lot. So a lot of weird things come to my mind. So <laughs> I promise to make it interesting if y'all follow me. And uh, definitely want to continue going out there and uh, um, making an impact there in the cage because definitely love the sport. And so, mm. and I like hugs. So if you see me in person, there's a chance that you'll get a free hug. As long as I'm not cutting weight, then I'll probably bite you. <laughs> nice. What, All right. about, what else about like hugs and being bitten? Like a cat. <laughs> yep. All right, that was awkward. <laughs> all right, so well, thank you for thank you for coming on the podcast. Good luck with everything. We are all big fans, yeah, thank you. and uh, take care, Deanna. <laughs> well, thanks, guys. Bye. <laughs> all right, that was Deanna Bennett. Sweetheart. 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 It is kind of a shame you have to sort of market yourself now, though. Like, you know, like, you, you, you know, it's. By the way, how do you guys think Conor McGregor would have done against Aldo? The people are asking. What do you, what do you think? I, I mean, Aldo against Pettis last week. Oh, I was like. Do you, yeah, do, do you think Conor McGregor beats the Pettis that showed up on Saturday night? Maybe. Um, yeah, I don't yeah, know. I mean, I've, never, I've never thought about that. <laughs> um, well, it's hard to say because, like I said, Dos Anjos really took what he wanted. He didn't give him any opportunity, so. Uh, depending on how you find him, if you give him opportunity, you know he he shines. He's hard to beat. Yeah. Fuck that left Conor hand. Conor he's I the same way. It. I mean, he's the same way. He moves forward. He makes guys. He creates a rhythm. Makes guys move backwards. But he doesn't have the takedowns he ha- that Dos Anjos has so far. I'd like to seen. watch that fight. Yeah. Now, I mean, uh, so you were in Texas. You were saying uh, you were. I was, te- yeah, yeah. And people were coming up to you about the podcast. Yeah, I, it's funny. I did. I did a signing in uh, the UFC Village. They had this huge like, by the American Airlines Arena anyway. Um, and I did a signing, and, and, and so many people were just like, I love you on the past. When are you coming back to the podcast? I love the podcast. Like, there's a lot of comments. It's just funny. Everywhere I go, people are like, the, the, the you're, podcast. They, you're a very they, loved guy, man. No, but they're really they're complimenting the podcast. And just, I, we have a lot of listeners. Like, it's, it's, it's crazy how everywhere I go, it's just like people are bringing it I up. I had anyway. a couple people uh, at South by Southwest actually come out to me and be like, we love you on the podcast. Oh, that's great. Yeah. No, we, we, we have great fans. We, we have the we best do. fans. We, they, they, we, we have some of the, cre- the most creative fans. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Jagway uh, oh, makes some yeah. of the funniest uh, things. I, I love that guy. I, I, love, I love all the fans. Make me laugh. They laugh. They make me laugh my ass off. Now, uh, <laughs> speaking of Koscheck, since Trig fought Koscheck a couple years ago. I don't know if you really call it a fight, though. <laughs> It was much more of me just walking around, looking down, and falling down. Well, then your, your leg was hurt, right? Yeah, my knee gave out. Your knee gave out in that fight. Jake fought him. He's fighting again next this week. Yeah. Oh, Jake, Sa- by the way, congratu- I haven't told you, but congratulations on learning that move in the hallway the day before Which- and then using it in the fight. That was fucking awesome. Oh, thank one, you. Yeah, the, the video, because I know the other stuff too, but the video that was actually public, yeah. holy shit, that was great. You what? Up against, there was a technique he was using, he was just learning how to rotate your arm out and turn your hip when Josh... Yeah. Press you against the cage because the way he presses you yeah. is exactly the same way every single time. Mm-hmm. His coach is showing him how to step out and get out and step out and get out. He did it like 100 times in the hallway, but we had like a 15 second video of him doing it three times mm-hmm. in a row mm-hmm. that was on Facebook or whatever. Yeah. And then that, night, like later on that night, you're like, oh, he's doing exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah, I know it. So, what other moves can they show you? This is, this is great. You need to, <laughs> what other moves can they show you so you could do in, in, in fights? I don't know. We got a lot of time now. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, but I. But we talked about this last week. I really don't think Josh Koscheck should be fighting Saturday night. I, I mean, after getting foamed out of the mouth, after not looking like he, he really wanted to be in there against you, Jake, after being caught, after losing his last four fights, the fact that, like, I understand these guys, they want to do it, 
but doesn't mean that you have to let him do it. And Eric Silva, they could have found someone else to find Eric Silva this week uh, in uh, Brazil, but they're taking Josh Koscheck, and I think it's a mistake. Who knows? Maybe maybe I'll be wrong. Koscheck will show up, throw that overhand right, knock out Silva. Uh, everyone will cheer. I but think, I think it's going to be a good fight, to be honest. Uh, you know, he Koscheck's fighting a guy who doesn't know how to wrestle. Keep that in mind. I, you, you non, Silva's non-threatening to Koscheck right now. He's not threatening. He can knock him out, yes. He can hurt him. But the reality of it is, if Josh starts getting hurt a little bit, he starts getting stung, what's he going to do? First time Jake hit him, what do you do? Jump in a cage and lay on him. And that's what's going to happen. Yeah. If he gets hurt. Okay. I don't know. I think Shana's it's a bad idea. fighting this weekend. Shayna Baszler is fighting that's Amanda right. Nunez. That's now, right. I know that Baszler's a good friend of yours. Yeah. Uh, you guys would live together? Uh, we don't live together. But we train together. Used to live together. We used to live together. Yes, back in that party house. It was yes. you and Rhonda and, and Jessamine and Shayna. Now, yeah. how, how much wild nights do you guys have? I mean, was it just man? We would just sit around the TV and read it, and we would just drink kombucha. It wasn't and Naked they Connect got Four. Crazy. Come on. It wasn't like <laughs> there was no Naked Connect Four going no, on. No, there was no yeah. Naked Connect Four. <laughs> Tard. No, really. I think no, the, the extent Naked of it. Twister. I think the extent of it was. <laughs> Yes, at some point we all walked around in our underwear together. Nice. Yeah. Just titties hanging out, everyone flying? In our underwear together. Bras too or no? Yes. Oh. <laughs> all right, fine. Oh, wow. That, all of a sudden became a, a freaking JCPenney's magazine. This <laughs> yeah, that went this, off. This, this, <laughs> wow. This is, you, come on. We're guys. We want the fantasy. Like, even oh, if you're sorry. lying, give us something. Now, being Just that, lie to him, Marina. Not here to give anything <laughs> to anybody. Now, but being that one of you uh, likes girls in that situation, right? Out of you four, was that weird that you're all you're in your underwear? Is that no. Because co- uh, I know if it was like three straight dudes and a gay dude, I mean, somebody might be excited, right? No? All right, listen. All right, I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there. These uh, are just questions that the, the fans need to know. The fans, like, the fans like, really want to yeah. know that. Well, no, that's, that's the, they're talking the about creeper. that. With like, uh, uh, you know, what are you going to do if a gay guy comes on the NFL? Well, how's he ever going to be in the locker room? There's like... How many gay chicks are in the locker room all the time anyway yes. for any other sport? So it's not like, why is it such a big deal? Not, not a big deal at all. No one cares. That's a big deal with me. No, no, I'm saying, I was just saying that you should have called me. Now, um, <laughs> she did. She had the wrong number. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I didn't get any drunk fight texting this weekend, by the way. Normally, I wasn't there for the fights. Oh, we really? Flew back, we flew back Saturday because Rhonda's going to be traveling for like the next two and a half weeks. So. She just wanted to go home and chill for like a day. She didn't go to the actual fights. No, we didn't go to the actual ah. fights. But we ordered them as soon as we got home. Okay, and we watched them. Speaking of those fights, uh, oh, 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 Shayna Baszler. How does Shayna look for this fight? Oh my god, amazing! Her cardio is up. Her confidence is way up. She's really ready for this fight. She's, you know, it's a, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a battle of wills. You know, she can get out of every situation that Amanda Nunes puts her in. Her she can bring it to exactly where she's comfortable, and that's her grappling, and that's all she's been working on. She's nervous about being in Brazil. No, she wants to burn the motherfucker down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Baser has that like heel wrestling thing. She wants she, to she'll, burn she'll the get, motherfucker down. I'm telling you, the first time I wrestled against a, 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 it was like the Northern New Englands back in. 1995. Oh, God, here I we was, go. I was in the finals. Segway into Adam. I, I was in the finals, right? <laughs> Reminiscence. Uh, and I was going up against Brewster, Brewster High School. And this kid was the defending champion. And I got booed so hard by the whole school. Mm-hmm. And I beat his ass like 16 to 4. And I'm telling you, there was something about getting booed that actually I, I enjoyed. There was something kind of... I would compete in Canada a lot. And there's mm-hmm. like a handful of chicks I would have to go against all the fucking time. And there's a, there was this one chick 
who was just super scrappy, and every time she would, like, grip my gi, she never trimmed her nails, I would have scratch marks from, like, my chin all the way down to my chest. And she was just, like, the scrappiest motherfucker. And there was a point where she was beating me, but then I was just like, she's never fucking beating me again. <laughs> so then I, in her own country, like, I just fucked her up. Like it No was way. A, it was... um. It was a round robin, but, like, we had to go back to each other to fight for the first place, and I fucked her up again. True. That's true first and true third. Yeah. Yeah. That's, those yeah. tournaments are tough. You go to a tournament with true first, true third. But, you got, no, you her gotta, whole you team was, like, booing me yeah. and, like. Now, no one's ever been more booed than Frank Trigg. Uh, yeah. now, now, you, I mean, you got booed. I mean, the Matt Hughes fights, people must have been, yeah. I mean. They hated me, yeah. I now, did it on purpose. It's, it's now, the game. Did that fuel you? No, it, it, it's a game. I did it on purpose. It's like there's mm-hmm. you got a guy that doesn't say anything about anything ever to anyone, and and then we have eight fights a year. Like how the hell? How you make people want to watch? You got to talk shit. So I talk shit. This is what but I I'm did. saying, did like did the booing ever get to your head? You can't even hear it. Look at my ears. You yeah. think I can hear that stuff? <laughs> it's like it makes no sense. Like there's no there's no real reason to have it. You know, it's right. like it's it just doesn't it doesn't bother me because it's been I did it to myself purposely. Where most people get booed because they're just not liked and they really upset them. Like when John Jones gets booed, it upsets them. It hurts his feelings because he wants to be such a good guy and he's really not. And then people are figuring it out and they go nuts. And they go, oh, and he can't stand it. It hurts his feelings. Like I'm like, I made that up. Do I have a better family it's than Matt Hughes? Same. I don't know his damn family. How the fuck do I know? Jake, have you ever been booed? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, it was, I was thinking about <clears throat> when I fought uh, Sean Pearson in Toronto. I think it's UFC 129. 56,000 Canadians. <laughs> <laughs> and the guys were telling it's funny my brother and I were, we were getting ready to walk out and, and, and it's a long it's like a five minute walk from the back to the octagon yeah. it's like one of those like Jesus can we just get and <laughs> guys are like there's, there's people in the stands are like telling me I'm gonna die it was it was funny it was like we were laughing you're like, like well you guys have like health care it kind of like made you relax because it was funny you know you're like laughing These guys you were, were laughing like, yeah well like people were like there's there literally like people, so were, people were throwing beer and like we had to like, take a couple steps back but like you're fucking gonna die I find Sean Pearson he's like I think he was like a police officer or something yeah something oh yeah in canada i don't know yeah. i'm not sure but that was a, a now, how much canadian story. ass did you get by the way because uh, canadian yeah, I chicks i i was um, has it been five minutes again <laughs> first of all <laughs> i was i had a girlfriend at the time she was with me there i had a threesome one time in canada whoa and, uh, everybody ch- stop the noise listen in on this i was after a show it was a ring girl for, i think an mfa ring girl and, and her friend <laughs> A midget? What, what's wrong with you, dude? It's a question. Why would there be a midget involved? It was a question. And first of all, it's little You would people. have asked the same question. I would never. I don't do small person. I'm sorry. Yeah, there was no midget involved. But afterwards, they said, "Welcome to Canada," which I thought was awesome because we were in uh, Philly. No, no, no. It, it was. I swear to God, it was. It was. Uh, you were such a tool. <laughs> yeah. oh my God. No, it was. I swear, <laughs> it was in Canada. It was one of the best nights of my life. I, I had. Where in Canada? Uh, Edmonton. Well. That's- it's, there's nothing up there but but oil wells, a lot of money, and people with nothing else to do. It's, but it's I only I had I only, I only yeah. had sex with one of the girls. With a random American comedian. Random. Exactly. I'm not random. I'm a, I was headlining, fucker. Okay, so <laughs> you were headlining in Edmonton. It's a fucking good show. It's a comic strip. It's not. <laughs> you were headlining in Edmonton. Oh, you couldn't headline in Edmonton. I can't headline in Vegas. <laughs> what, the, what the fuck do I care? It doesn't matter. First of all, one of the chicks gave. And me, actually, I have headlined in Edmonton. So what did she give you? Like one of the chi- well, one of the chicks I had sex with. The other one just gave me oral. Oh, I thought I was going to say an STD. No. That's <laughs> <laughs> so, so one of the chicks gave me, and then, and then the other chick, the girl who gave me only oral, was like, uh, "Oh well, good thing I'm not cheating on my boyfriend." She didn't consider that cheating. Which was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. You did the President of the United States at the time, so it all worked yeah, out. Exactly. 
So, have you Did ever she, had a threesome, Marina? Did she have? No. Really? I've never had a threesome. Close? No. She's made out with chicks before, though. Well, just, I mean, every chick has made out with chicks before. Yeah. That just goes without saying. Jake, you ever had a threesome? I've not. <laughs> You're a lying sack of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking stop it. Fucking stop it. <laughs> Fucking stop it. Come on. See, it's really funny because I get asked and they're like, no, no. no okay. No, here, here's Jake gets asked and they're like, he says no. Everybody's like, you're a fucking liar. He is a liar. I don't know why they don't believe me. Because here's, <laughs> because here's the difference. You're, you're good and wholesome and play the good wholesome card all the time. Oh, yeah. I know him. <laughs> He's the most, yeah, right. Come, I, Frank, have you ever had a threesome? Yes. Foursome? Yes. Fivesome? That's too many. Hold on. It's too many players. <laughs> now you guys, start, you guys start talking about how much participation. All right, You're like, well, I, I slept with two girls, but I only really slept with one. And all right, four, wait, oral. four girls and you? No, never four girls and me. But three yeah. girls and you? Yeah. When yeah. was this? A while ago. Where? In the town I live in now. In Vegas. Was it in yeah. Canada? So three, so, so three girls in Vegas. How did that happen? I got skills. She <laughs> called, called with hypnol and alcohol. No. So you, wait, you, I went out. Uh, <laughs> I gave a bunch of GHB. It's fine. No, we went out. Uh, uh, what happened is, is that. <laughs> only young people call it roofies. Dude, I know this guy's cheap. He's, he's not paying for three roofies. Yeah. All right. So, all right, right crush so, them up, put them in one glass, and make them drink, make them share it. That's what are you a good talking point. about? All right, so no, they're it just we're just out tourists. You know, I told you, getting laid in Vegas is easy. It's tourists, like they're all over the place. So three girls and you, yeah, take, and take and, back. and knew, the three didn't know each other, which was the which was the bomb part. No way. Know, yeah, they had no they didn't know each other at all. I just I was at a friend's table, had a table at one of the clubs, and it was getting late. You know, the I think it was maybe Morgan Page or Tiesto or something just got offset, so it was like three thirty in the morning, or whatever. And I was like, okay, what do you girls want to do now? Like, I don't know, we just keep partying. And they were like, because if you have a table and it's just a bunch of dudes, you just grab random chicks. Yeah. So just, they just started grabbing random chicks to come in. And I was, the person that had the table was, had a pretty recognizable, had a pretty big name. So it kind of worked out. And I so just, you, you took home three I girls and you, and you, I didn't take them home. I don't take, no one comes to my house. <laughs> Fuck that. Uh-uh. So, where, where, yep. so where did you go? The hotel room. My the hotel, hotel, hotel room. In the, in the, in the and then you, and you, you just plowed them all. You just, yeah. laid, just laid them all out. Yeah. I didn't uh, lay them out. I mean, I stacked them up. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> you stacked them up. I stacked them up. Yeah, wow, that's yeah. crazy. Have you, have you ever been stacked up, Marina? No, okay. No, pal driven, though, but now we're stacked up. So it's like, I mean, you know. <laughs> why, why are you giving us this look? Because oh, of the four of us, she's the only one that's got like a, a particular moral code. The rest oh, of us are just stomping of, all over she's it. so full of shit. I'm so full of shit. Right? We're, I'm not. No. She actually, she's a nice girl. She happens to be a sweet girl. <laughs> I, Which I, way is it, Adam? Which way is it? I'm, I'm are you lying now or are you lying I'm then? I'm really good at confusing people all the time. She is, yeah. She's very hard to read. Very, very hard, hard to read. Hard to read. I think mm-hmm. it's that Moldova gene. <laughs> so. No, it's that, it's that hanging out with, with assholes like us all the time gene. All right. So, Benny. Let's talk about Benny. Benny Dariush against uh, Darren Kruschenk. This kid, you know, uh, you, you were right about him. Yeah, you this know, kid is ridiculous. Black belt, humble, yeah. young, yeah. nice, no social skills. He, you know, Zero exactly. social skills. Socially <laughs> awkward, but he literally lives in the gym. Like, gym rat. It's like Benny, he'll spend 20 hours in the gym if he can in a day. Like, that's his, that literally is his life. But anyway, he's phenomenal on the ground. He's, um, I, I learned, I mean, he's under, under Hamala, who, who's amazing. I think he got the black belt in five years or something like that. But, uh, yeah, the, the guy's very underrated, though. Yeah, he's going to be dangerous. Uh, I mean, Darren Kristrank is uh, is no joke, mm-hmm. and he 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 made him he outclassed him. He missed him. weight too. What? Yeah. He missed weight. He missed weight by a pound and a half. I was I was super surprised because he looked he didn't look like. I guess he had a really bad cut. You know who also had a bad cut is our boy Elias Theodoro. 
I mean, he came in. He gained 38 pounds overnight. Uh, and, you know, he won. He got the win. He's 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 now one, he's now undefeated. I think he's twelve and zero now. Yeah. Uh, Thirty-eight M. I don't know if that's what? true. Thirty-eight pounds. He said he gained. Uh, the word well, was that he weighed in at two hundred eight. Because that's not true. You don't think? Not true. Really? Thirty-eight pounds. That, that's what. In twenty-four he hours. Yeah. He'd be dead. No way. He'd be dead. So it wasn't thirty-eight pounds. You no. could you could do twenty-five. That's and that's pushing it. Yeah. Yeah. That's 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 two IV bags. You're doing. Cause I, I heard it. I, I put. You, I use. I used to use four IV bags, two in each arm at the same time, getting yeah. power pushed in with power cuffs and getting them blown into my body, and I'd only put on fifteen pounds. All right, so twenty. But he looked like he didn't look like the same guy that he weighed in at. I mean, he had a big belly. Uh, before he he was like ripped, and I know he listens to our show, and I'm a huge fan of Elias, and I'm happy he oh, won. So now you're just getting scared. He's gonna come beat your ass. No, he say beat a guy. He beat a guy that beat Luke Barnett. I mean, the guy that. The, the guy he beat a decent guy, a good guy, and he's undefeated. He's 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 right there. I like the guy a lot. But but if you look at his body for this fight and for the last fight, he's a little soft. Uh, right, and, and what, what what do you think that is? Why is that? I don't know. Because he's pretty. Because <laughs> he's pretty. Is yeah. That... You, you find him pretty. Yeah, he's actually pretty. Would you go on a date with him? Yeah. Why not? Mm. Are you single? <laughs> Are you single now? I am single. Are you? Everybody's been fucking blowing me up. Yes, I am single. Now. Oh shit. Yep, she's well, single. Yeah, there it goes. Did you already expect to have me knocking on the door then about three thirty tomorrow? Yeah. Have, have, yeah. You, have you have you been like looking for rebound dick or, or no. No, no okay. I've been looking for rebound training time. Rebound training. That's good. Re- That's rebound trains, called. what? What? I'm, I'm sorry, I'm only half listening now. What happened? So she's not looking for any rebound dick. No. Uh, she's she's looking for she's looking so you are going on dates. You're accepting I'm not app- going on dates. No, but you just yeah. said you said you would date Elias if he asked you out. Yeah, but he's never going to, so I'm just chilling. He listens to the show. I guarantee you. You're gonna get a, <laughs> I guarantee you get a Twitter message. I 100% know he's one. I'll text him now. No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm <laughs> good. Hit her up. Hit her up. But if, but if Elias asks you out. I don't want to go on any dates unless it's with myself. Okay. Well, can we watch those? <laughs> no. no. So how many... Um, Come on, that's personal time. We're going to watch it. We film it. Yes. <laughs> watch well, it I like you, Frank. <laughs> watch that shit later. But how many... But what kind of... As far as like how many... Like a lot of girls have like a three-date rule. They don't put out for three dates. Some four. Some first night. Uh, what, what, you seem like you're a three-date kind of girl, right? Like you do, do put out right away or do you make a guy no, really earn it? I don't it? put out right away. So, at all. So, so I, sometimes I don't put out, like, put out at all. Hmm. You can't get to know somebody in like three dates. Like, if you're just, hey, like, you don't. See, you're like a seven date. Is, is sex not important to you in your relationship? <laughs> it is, but, like, Okay, so I'm... then so then you might as well get that out of the way right in the beginning. Like, look, this isn't no. going to work because he he's too skinny. He's too short. Got to go. I mean, you get out of the way right away. Now I you get mean... to know a guy, and you really like him. You spend a lot of time. You're vested. Seven weeks in this motherfucker. You spend time and energy. Did your hair. Brush your damn teeth. Got your makeup done. Yeah, but I do, that, out. I do all that shit for myself. I don't do Boom. That First people. night you bang, you're like, whoa, pinky dick. I'm out. No. Like, what are you going to do? You yeah, stay with like, him now? You vested. If a guy had a pinky do... dick, would that really upset you? Yeah, I would cry. And, and, <laughs> and, and, he's, and, he's got, and he's got no tongue skills. Now you're screwed. Oh, my God. Yeah, but you're vested. You spent seven weeks with this guy. He has to have a point. You know, I mean. I'm not saying first date. There was a, there was a girl. I don't ever feel. I've previously, I've been on, I would, I've been on like six to eight dates with guys and have not slept with them because like you just. Are they paying? No, we split it. Oh, fuck that. Nope. Yeah, that's why. Nope. I'm, t- I'm telling you right now, if the guy's not paying to take you out, you're going to get to know him anyway. Yeah, you're, you're, you get splitting. It's not a date. You're not going into it with a date mentality. Yeah, but no, like the first few, the first, the first like four, 
four to five of them he paid, but then I was Are just you, like, fuck Jake, that. how many days oh, okay. did it take for you yeah. to put out? Okay. Yeah. All right. Hold on, Jake, how many days? I've already checked out of this conversation. Oh, really? Yeah. Why? I'm so like, because you know, because you know, no, but I know you're just listening, but, how, but as far as like, look, the thing about Marina is if I go out with a girl and it's been eight dates and she hasn't put out, I'm like, either this girl's I'm paying for is using me for dates or maybe something's wrong with her vagina or maybe physically there's something she's awkward. Maybe she was molested or something or so, so, some kind of some shit going on. You have to put out with an eight date. Look, that's, that's a lot of dates. You're, OK, the business that I'm in. Like you can't just be putting out all the play like all. No one's the asking you that, but eight days yeah, is a long time. Well, then whatever. I mean, how do you and and like for Frank? Uh, there's the other extreme. There was a girl one time from uh, from Denmark that we slept with right away, like like literally like. We say we. Hold on, we. You got a mouse in your pocket or the no? Me and the girl from Denmark oh, okay. banged right away. And, and, and the way and, it sounds, sounds like him and I slept with the girl. I know right what away. it is. I was my like, English. When did that? No, I'm thinking. Let me hold finish on. the story. Okay, so I know a girl from Denmark, but hold. No, so you she know said. So she said to me, she said to me, Adam, uh, now you have to earn the sex because the sex was really good. I wanted to make sure that you were good in bed, which you were, but now you have to earn it because what's the point of being with someone if the sex is not going to be there? So that, there's that, that right. progressive thinking. I, I'm not saying you have to do that because that would be kind of weird. Okay, however, three or four dates, you might, you know, a handy, some, some, some you know, something. I mean, did you do, I mean, you did nothing at all over eight days, like just maybe – like kiss no, or whatever. We, I mean, we did stuff. I just, you know, but like you just want to know that like you're just not clicking. Did you? I mean, okay. So I'm assuming that she already well, grabbed his junk and knew the size, so she's not concerned with that later. It's just, I'm just I'm, I guess I'm a big hey. person on chemistry. How many days? Do you, how many days before you grab junk? Oh my god. <laughs> she'll grab. She'll grab junk right now <laughs> if you got a geek <laughs> pants on. <laughs> so Jake, I mean, honestly, have you ever been on a, out with a girl who didn't put out for the first three dates? Um. I don't know. I, I got I to think about it. <laughs> Stop I it. I got to take notes from you, dude. Fuck. Stop it. I got to take notes from you. I have to Seriously. think about it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is, he's so the the problem is that he cuts weight so hard, he forgets about the shit he talks about when he's cutting weight. I'm lying. He doesn't. No, he's, just, he's, <laughs> so, he's, he's so funny. <laughs> Frank, you have, let me catch up. So the first year of the podcast, every week I'd be like, Jake, how was your week? And he'd be like, good, I just trained, and I just trained, and, oh, and, and I, I ate right. And I was like, oh, did you get laid? No, 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 no. So then it became a running gag that his nickname was going to be like the virgin, or Jake. The, and then everyone started like, tweeting him like funny memes, like the 40-year-old virgin with his face on him. So it's just funny because he's, he's very uncomfortable about no, talking I, about yeah, Jake. I'm way about deep. My... I'm way beyond you, Adam. I... <laughs> Don't just think I'm on here no, because I, I only I only listened to you once and showed up. <laughs> I don't think I haven't been paying attention to this shit for the whole time. Right. Now uh, that's good though. I mean, I, Frank knows me. Yeah, she's friends with my ex girlfriend too. He knows me well. You're oh Jordan. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. Jill and Jordan are best friends, so I have to deal with that shit all the time. Ugh. Yeah. When they were breaking up, it was like, okay guys, I put them in a the room. Okay What's guys, up? here it is. How you doing? I'm friends. <laughs> I'm friends with both of you. Thing is gonna work out fine. I'm not picking sides and fucking leave me out of it. And neither one of them. For the blessed both of them have never said shit to me about anything that happened. Mm. I don't want to know nothing. I don't want to know. Is that hard for you right now? Because I know that you, yeah, and, you and the boyfriend broke you. up. It. Yeah, is it hard because like, he's friends with some of your friends? Is, is it picking sides? No, it's not. We're grown-ups. Oh, good. We're grown-ups about no, 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 no. You're grown-ups, but are you acting like grown-ups? Because yeah. I'm a grown-up too with my ex-wife, but she didn't act like a grown-up. Yeah, no. I was, <laughs> I was never. I lost Frank Mir in a divorce. I, was, I, I grew up with two older brothers, and um, they brought around a lot of chicks all the time. And... Um, there's, there were girls that they dated but then broke up and they would still come out to hang out, you know? But, like, I I don't know. I was just never raised to, like, 
end on bad terms. You're with so full of shit because there are some of Rhonda's exes we've brought up on the show, and and, and you guys hold well, grudges. Well, yeah, we hold grudges if they like if they maliciously tried to like hurt the other person. Yes, but you know, me you and can, my ex, we didn't, we didn't we didn't we didn't try like we just grew apart. You know, and um, how old are you? I'm 26. You didn't grow apart. You grew up. <laughs> no, it's not that. It's uh, I just it. I refuse to hate people. I refuse to like get so low where I actually hate somebody, and he's a great guy, and that's I'm just gonna leave it at that. Good, I liked him. I, I'm happy because both of you guys make nice yeah. people, and who knows? I know. it's just so early, you know. So, yeah. so you definitely don't seem like the kind of girl that is gonna go out to clubs with, you know, wearing. Yeah, I'm not like I'm not really. You don't really twerk. <laughs> I usually just I usually stick to the gym. That's good. Yeah, this is, this is some gym. I gotta go to this gym. All these horny uh, fighters are, are hanging out there, frustrated. Now, all right. So, all right. Back to more fights. Uh, Joseph Duffy. How good does Joseph Duffy look? Is he the the anti Conor McGregor? He's a guy that uh, you guys know. He beat Conor McGregor in Cage Warriors. Yeah. Uh, he looked amazing his last yeah, fight. He did. Uh, he's got like a. He's. I don't know. I mean, he, does he have a mental edge over Conor McGregor? And uh, if you. Uh, maybe he beat Con- he beat Connor early. What if he does though? Connor's Connor has talked himself up already so much that he is un like def- like he's undefeatable and undefeatable. He, well, like he if you put if you put Duffy in front of him, he's he's gonna be super aggressive in that fight to like prove that. But they might they might get him knocked out. I mean, this kid Duffy. What's going know. on with Ireland? Jesus Christ! I mean. uh you know, back in the day, it used to be like the best boxers were from the poorest areas. You know, mm-hmm. like back in the in the twenties, first it was like the, you know, it was the Irish, and then it, the Jews were good, and yeah. then, then it, the black people were then, and it was the Mexicans. And is I know that Ireland isn't. Uh, I don't know they they were financially struggling for a while. Yep. Uh, it's some people say it's really rough out there. Are they producing this new breed of fighter? Well, if that was the case, I mean, we have a bunch of Greeks showing up all of a sudden. <laughs> then they just go bankrupt and the whole country went under. Yeah, maybe. That's the point. <clears throat> no, good Ireland, point. Ireland's a, it's an it's a, a old historical place for fighting. Like They're, they're like, in my mindset, they're, they're basically the, the Hawaiians of the UK. Like they, These people are fighting, still are fighting, have always fought, were taken over, were occupied, and we're talking centuries later are still saying, fuck you. Like, it, it's it's... A, we're celebrating St. Patty's Day, who's a guy that got ki- got kidnapped, sold off into slavery, was spent a bunch of time in Ireland, got the living shit kicked out of him by all the Druids, by all the Visigoths, by all the all the, the warring tribes. Then got escaped, comes back like twenty years later and brings in and brings in Christianity, and they're still battling against it. Like they're and, but this is now the big St. Right. Patty's Day. Like there's big their big celebration week is right now. This is a culture that fights. Yeah. Like, they like to fight. They, are, are you, every are you major, half Irish? Not half Irish. I'm not even <laughs> banned a couple of Irish chicks. Uh, there's, Does that count? <laughs> yes. I mean, there's there, this is a culture that loves to fight. They have a fighting background. Like these people, everybody over there knows how to fight. Everybody under, understands the fighting game, not just stand up, but everything. They understand wrestling. They understand uh, uh, jujitsu. They understand. Wrestling, they understand, they understand it. They're not very good at it, but they yeah. understand it. So when these guys now, all of them showing, showing up all of a sudden, it's not surprising. Well, it's only like five, but but still. It's, well, it's, it's, but you're you talking know. about a culture that has what? 10 million people in it? Yeah. It's a small little place. Mm-hmm. And then don't ever confuse Ireland with Northern Ireland. That's a fucking area. <laughs> no, get your shit killed. So, like, this is a small little place that's, that's got a lot of people in it that know how to fight. This is, we're going to a lot more, especially because we have Conor McGregor right now, 
who is the number one star right now for the UFC. He is the biggest star. Is he? He's the biggest star. Bigger right than now. you think? He's bigger than. It's unfortunate because uh, I want I want Ronda to be bigger. I want her to be the, I want her to be the biggest name right now. If GSP was still yeah, around, she, he'd be the biggest. She's, it, no, no, she's here's not the thing. fighting wise. No, if GSP was around, he'd say, he, I think he. I don't think no, he's the biggest GSP, star than Ronda. No, GSP, I don't. I don't think so either. Hundred percent, he is. I don't. No. I don't he has, think so either. He has. He, 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 sell, he sells out more. He sells out more ticket sales. He sold out Boston by himself. Yeah, Boston. Right, but and that Ron, was a and primary. Ron, yeah, but and Ronda has, didn't sell. She didn't sell out when she's on the card at uh, down in, in Anaheim, and she didn't sell out uh, L.A. Like it doesn't just doesn't. She just they put her. Well, one thing are, is they put her yeah, places are hard to sell. Yes out. and no, but That's if you one. go up to the average person Two. on the street and say who's Ronda Rousey. Who's, and Conor, who's McGregor. Conor McGregor? Don't know Ronda. Exactly. Yeah. We don't know Conor too. Conor, t- she just said it. She talked himself into it. He it's, did. Look, he guys, did, but only in the it's, MMA it's, community. He right. has not gotten movie roles. He has not done. I'm only talking he about. He doesn't fighting. have any. I'm only talking oh. about. Fight, I'm only talking about the fight game. And a lot of movie I goers, a lot of movie goers, and see Fast and Furious Seven come out here May May first, aren't going to buy a ticket to go watch go, go watch Ronda fight in Poland or wherever they put their next fight in because they got to they're going to use it to, to build a bigger brand. They're not going to go. All right, that's a good there. debate. Who's the bigger star, Ronda Rousey or Conor McGregor? Make sure you tweet us your answer. Uh, personally, it depends uh, how you're judging. It depends how you're judging, right? I, I, it's, but she, you guys don't understand how much work Ronda actually does for the UFC. Like she, she does everything that the guys say no to. She does that. For example, she she's trapped. Like this is up. It, Going back to her very first fight in the UFC, you guys don't even understand how many camera crews. She said it you, earlier today. You don't even understand how many camera crews we she would have to deal with, like within the span of three weeks. She had ESPN, Showtime, um, UFC. There was like another documentary. There's an HB, HBO Sports special that mm-hmm. followed us to fucking Big Bear. Okay, yeah, like she does the shit that a lot of people say no to. She travels. She because she okay, okay, but that's but not the. Uh, I know, I, but like <laughs> you don't see, you don't see. I love Conor McGregor, but you don't see him putting in that much work. He just he wouldn't even come to, he wouldn't even come to MMA boasts. awards because he can't put the work in. He lives in Ireland. He wouldn't even come to MMA awards across the street. That no, was, for unless well, he would. He would for we gave him what twenty five thousand yeah, dollars or something. It was, something it was just like nine. twelve thousand. Yeah, but Ronda did a lot of things for free. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Though, is that he's in a he's in a location where he can't do any of that stuff. It's weird. Though. I'm telling you from a it's gonna be a good debate. But I honestly, right now, I honestly think from a financial standpoint if the UFC goes down and breaks down numbers and looks at it it's going to be pretty freaking close it's going to be really close yeah but Ronda's going to come out the winner for sure I don't 100%. Know. Well, she's already, sure. she's she already has, the winner because she, she has, has seven she has, films coming but, 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 out I mean, Connor has 10 million people that will follow, that will follow him around does, does Ronda have 10 million of the most loyal he's, he's Ricky surprised. Hatton of MMA this is I mean, uh, he is kind of it's just it is a fighting culture it's a mm-hmm. big fish in a small pond BJ Penn it is Europe I, I BJ it's Penn was not a huge star, but you go to Hawaii and mention his name. And just because I know BJ Penn, when I go to Hawaii, I'm like, oh, God. Oh, Jake, you yeah, know yeah. BJ Penn? Oh, come here. Let me buy you dinner. Let me, I'm like, I just know the guy. Like, I don't Very know him. My, my, speaking of Ronda, mm-hmm. a couple of things we have to talk about. Uh, Layla Ali yeah, was, was, was asked if she could beat she up Ronda Rousey. She doesn't want none of that. Now, Layla, she don't want none of that. Hold, I'm hold telling up, you hold right up, now. Hold up. Layla, now, Layla responded by saying she won't beat me in a fight, which is what Ali should say. I mean, mm-hmm. she's a fighter. She's a world champion boxer. She's like, I'm a lot bigger than her. I don't think Layla even watches MMA. Doesn't really understand the nuances of it. No. But in, in a boxing match, Ali would kill Ronda Rousey. In an MMA fight, I'll give it to Ronda Rousey. So then uh, Ronda was asked, and Ronda's like, hey, you want a piece of me? Bring it. And now Randy Couture is saying he's going to train Layla Ali. Yeah, it's <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, Randy's butthurt. Randy's uh, butthurt on the UFC. Randy's just butthurt all around. And he just wants to buy himself some more Jake, the, scarves. Jake, <laughs> scarves. 
Well, the, the problem with media is every time you say something, it gets completely blown out of proportion, exaggerated. And I mean, I've I've known this just firsthand, but I, I feel like every time Ronda or somebody you know with with, with a lot of status says something, and people are like. The, you know, or they, the, like they do the Ariel Hawani. It's like, yeah. well, no, that's not exactly what I said. He does that shit all the time. But yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Fucking Ariel Hawani. Yeah, no, I mean, it w- <laughs> could you see? Yeah, you, you wow, could that's sell, weird. How I many mean, fighters say that same thing? You could, you could <laughs> yeah, you could sell Ronda fight anybody. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. You could watch, people would, people would watch it. But People would watch Ronda Rousey and Layla Ali. But there's so many variables. And they would quickly how heard the James she? Tony versus Randy Couture. Yeah. It was what that would come out to Depends be. Depends on the rules. What are the rules? Exactly. I mean, you know. In an MMA fight? Why, why, why do we assume that Leo Ali meant MMA fight? Like everyone assumes that's what she meant. I didn't hear the whole quote. She's I saw not in a fight. Movie. She fights boxing. It's like she's assuming boxing. I'm in sure. In a boxing fight, how now? How does Ronda do in a boxing fight? Um, against Layla, she's yeah. like fifty pounds heavier than her. I mean, it's gonna be it's boxing against a girl who knows how to hit for real. Like, yeah, it's gonna be tough. And yeah. she's gonna, Ronda's gonna get inside for sure. She's definitely gonna get inside. But if, you, if it's a boxing rules, she can't. You know, Uchimato down to the ground, or Taitoshi put her, you know, put her ass she's, on Taitoshi. She's, she's in got trouble. A few kids too, hasn't she? Layla, yeah, had like yeah, a bunch of kids. But yeah. still, in a, in a boxing match, Layla, what, can we admit? No. Uh, you think Ronda no. beats her in a boxing match? I've seen Ronda spar some world championship boxers, <laughs> Who? and I don't know their names, but uh, that are fifty pounds heavier and throwing full they're bombs. Just like, as heavy, they're just as heavy, and I've seen her drop some people. I've seen and, her drop. Okay, but we've yeah. never and seen her box, bo- drop the best female boxer of all time who's never lost a fight. Listen, it doesn't, that like, it just doesn't matter. You, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like, you're matter? asking me what my opinion is, and I'm telling you, Ronda's gonna win. So there, there's nothing, like you can't, you in can't a boxing sway, match. Yes, in a boxing match. You can't sway me any different. Sorry. It's not gonna happen. Uh, how does she win? Does she dock her out? And I would be seconds? surprised if she dropped her. Ronda's right hand is coming along just fine. Coming along. We're talking about the best female boxer of all time. Yeah, Muhammad Ali's daughter. And it's up there. You're talking about a woman Adam, who, who has had kids, who has had kids, who is in another mm-hmm. phase of her life, to a a fighter. Doesn't matter. Who ten, can ten who, years ago? Exactly. Come on, you think you think Ronda beats Layla in a in a boxing match? Well, I think. Well, I'm not. I'm not jumping on either side. I'm just saying, like, there's a lot of variables here. Frank, she's had a few. What kids. a she's fence rider! Look at him. He's just <laughs> voice of voice neutral. of reason. Frank Trigg. No, uh, MMA MMA Ronda's out of there in less than less than 45 seconds in a boxing match. Ronda might last in the second round before she gets hit. Now I said the same thing about Holly Holm, and then I watched Holly Holm fight. I was like, well, hold on. I forgot. I called a couple of her fights when she was when she was a champ. I called one of her title fights, Holly's, and you forget that her whole style is about decisions and winning by decisions. Ali's style is not decisions. And she also so fought- Holly Holm. I see. I can see Ronda now after watching Holly fight uh, her last fight. I can kind of see Ronda winning that fight, even if it was boxing, because it's going to be a decision matchup, and Ronda can go deep in the deep waters with somebody that's like that. But someone like Layla Ali is fifty pounds heavy and can hit hard as hell. Yeah, but are they really going to fight in two Fuck separate weight no. classes? No. Well, well, no, they, they might. In boxing, class. no, they might. In boxing, they might sanction that shit. In boxing, they may let it go. I may know. I still think. I still think the where Ronda's in her training with boxing, pure boxing. I. Okay, I Ronda versus Klitschko. Vladimir Klitschko. Which one? Which one? Uh, which Klitschko? Uh, uh, Vladimir. Ronda versus Vladimir Klitschko. I don't know. Boxing. Who wins? Who wins, Marina? <laughs> <laughs> you want to go? Why? Who, who is uh, who is who is who is she beat in boxing? Can you name some names like Layla Ali? Yeah, name like uh, names. let's say everyone she's fought. <laughs> do, you, do you know who they were? Uh, she beat exactly. I don't follow. I don't the, know either. Just a heads up. I'm looking at a record right now. A whole seven of her opponents actually have Wikipedia pages. 
Oh, so, I'm well, it just doesn't saying matter. it's. If you're a professional athlete, you don't have Wikipedia pages. Yeah, you got probably problems. Not that high up in the game. There's a lot of variables here. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> you guys are thinking, oh, okay. it's, it's Muhammad Ali's Frank, daughter. Frank, he also said that GSP could beat Brock Lesnar in a fight. Absolutely. Who did? Jake. You I, said GSP beats Brock Lesnar in a fight? Absolutely. Oh, you're fucking retarded. <laughs> Come on, Jake. Stop. <laughs> I'm with you, Jake. Brock Lesnar folds up in a second if you hit him in the body. GSP is so much faster. He wouldn't even. He wouldn't land. Lesnar would grab him and crush him like a fucking grape. <laughs> he wouldn't touch him. I don't think he would. Lesnar would. Cr- he'd crush him like a fucking grape. He it'd be, I mean, him. it'd be embarrassing. He would have to. Grab it'd be him. fucking embarrassing. Yeah, weighs about hundred. It would be fucking embarrassing. What is? It's not, it's not a bodybuilding competition. Uh, it's ninety pounds. Come on. Uh, oh, it's the hardest GSP win this fight. Hits him to the body. Exactly. <laughs> so he hits him to the body, and then Lesnar falls up. GSP's faster. He, he would definitely. He would. He would run around him. I feel like I'm in a, a fucking. This is, like the tw- this, is like, at... this is like the dumb Twilight Zone. It makes no, <laughs> no sense. People, like, Jesus Christ. People ask me the like seriously the most ridiculous questions, like the one you just asked me. But it's like the the whole internet battle, like the, like in the dungeon, like we're in the basement. Talking I want to know win. Mike Tyson, Muhammad Ali in the prime. Who the fuck wins in the prime? Muhammad Ali. I think. I think he beats him. He, he beats. I mean. You, you thought I was serious. Oh, no. <laughs> see? See? This is what I deal with when you motherfuckers aren't here. I'm so oh, sorry. Oh, really? Oh, oh. Okay. Okay. Ron the Beach Aquaman is what I deal with. All right? So I'd, I'd rather at least I talk about real, talk about fucking real people. You can't, you can't choke Aquaman. Okay. Who would win? Him. Ronda Rousey or uh, the entire men's 145 division? You haven't seen Ronda fucking throw punches. I swear to God. Okay. Okay. Uh, Ronda Rousey. This is like that, like like the Saturday Night Live sketch, like the Mike Ditka versus the fucking Giants back in the. Yeah. In the Hold on, big was, Ditka or little Ditka? <laughs> yeah, this is exactly what I, what I'm dealing with right now. Okay. Mike or, Ditka versus the Bulls. Ronda Rousey versus Jordan. the Avengers. Dude, I swear to God, you don't know what I deal with. Okay, I believe in my friend. I believe in my friend. That's that's, that's, that's what I deal with. Yeah. Okay. Uh, to go back to your Ali question, she beat, uh, she knocked out Christy Martin, she knocked out Monica Nuez, she knocked out Aaron Tohill, she TKO'd Gwendolyn O'Neill in the last fight. Uh, those were all like top level. Tohill's kind of in boxing. She was kind of man, man. she went to MMA for a little bit. And didn't she was on that um, skull skull the skull challenge or something with um oh with uh with uh um uh, Steve Austin yeah oh she was on that show. All right, so this week there is some uh, UFC in San in, in uh, Brazil, San Pao, right? I believe it is. Certainly. Okay. I'm uh, not sure. Sorry. Uh, we got some good fights coming this week. Yeah. Um, Damian Maya uh, is fighting Ryan Lafleur. That's gonna be a good one. Ryan Lafleur is undefeated, um, eleven and zero. He actually left his uh, team though, Long Island. I think he left Sarah. He's, he and he's training over at the at the. He's training oh, over at the Black Zillions now. Is that a good move, you think? I mean, you're undefeated, 11-0, uh, all decisions. Uh, he has four decisions all, all in the UFC. And then go to the Black Zillions, is that – I mean, why would you leave a, a camp if you're undefeated with them, correct? It's kind of weird. Right. Uh, well, what's the new, the new ultimate fighter? Black Zillions ATT. versus uh, – that's Black why he left? Yeah. So, I mean – For exposure, you think? Yeah. That's that's the game of the game now. If you're good, you gotta get exposure. That's 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 the whole thing now. I'm just trying to get trying to pull together. Is trying to find a way to to get yourselves on 
the upper management's radar, the upper upper executive's radar, so you can make more money, so you can get more deals, so you can do the shit that no one else will do that you'll go do. Like this, it's this, it's this game that's going on now. Let them know you're, you're winning. You got a good record. You got to go to a place you can get better notoriety. And who yeah. know, who knows if he just woke up one morning and said, "Let me call Glenn Robinson and find out if I can change." Or Glenn Robinson called him one morning and said, "Look." You let them know we need you over here because we need your body type for one of our guys getting ready. Right. He came out there a couple of times and trained, and then they're like, hey, we like you. Why don't you stay? And he decided to stay. Have you ever left a camp and it was a mistake? Nope, but I didn't leave a camp soon enough. What camp was that? That happened to me. I should have left, left the Raw team here earlier. I should have left when Randy left. When Couture broke away, I should have left when he left. I stayed too long. And that, that caused a management rift with the UFC, which turns into a rift even now five years later with me I mean, that, so it's, it's you sometimes you gotta you gotta make up your mind like do I have the right manager do I have the right mm-hmm. teammates do I have the right people am I in the right group because all that matters now to executives which at the time young in my career I had no idea I'm like fuck it I'm taking over the world like kiss my ass now, now Jake, it's like fuck now Jake you've been to uh, you were at uh, Pat Miltich's you were at, at um, mm-hmm. you were at uh, Rain uh, you he were, still is at Rain. He's just still at Rain. Then you yeah. were, you did Kings. You did GFC. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were also a Team Quest. Um, was there ever uh, now? Why why did you leave so many different camps? And was do you think it was a good move, bad move? Well, hindsight. I mean, it, it, just in the timeline, there's there's different places. Like when I was living in the Midwest, you know, I obviously went up to Militage quite a bit. And uh, I mean, for me, it's you know, I, I've I, I've made a lot of great relationships and stuff. And I think. Um, you know, sometimes you're not getting exactly what you want. For me, it was like it was individual tension. You know, you want that one-on-one. There's there's things that you, there's things that you want uh, more in, in a trainer than you know than if you're not getting, you got to go somewhere else. So it's it's more of a, you know from from a business standpoint. But um, you know, I I, I I have great relationships with everyone. That Is I it like breaking with. up with a girlfriend? Like I mean, leaving? No, it's way easier. Really? <laughs> uh, do you have experience? I mean, how many gyms have you, have you you've been to? Well, I trained in New York, and then I moved out here. Now, weren't the guys upset with you in New York because you were, like, beating them all up? Well, no, it's not that. It's um, a handful of my coaches just, you know, I was trying to get a fight. It was, like, my second or third second or third amateur fight, and, like, no one would fight me because word got out that I'm Ronda's best friend and Ronda's on the come up, and uh, no one wanted to fight me. They found out that I did judo for so long, no one wanted anything to do with me. And I had uh, a handful of my coaches just in a roundabout way tell me that if I stayed in, especially in Albany, New York, that I was just going to be a waste of talent. And, you know, um, that scared me. It scared me so much that I, like at the time, Rhonda was blowing up my phone, like like literally calling me at least four to six times a week being like, why aren't you out here? Why aren't you out here on the beach with me? Why aren't you out here doing all this shit with me? Like, and she just—I finally just called her, called her up, and was like, "All right, let's do this." And I moved out. And now, I what about it. now? Have you had a fight yet? Announced? Any? No, not yet. Close. Chill. Yeah, we're very close. <laughs> chill out. Chill. chill. <laughs> I've had right. a, a very stressful last few months. Ah, uh, chill the fuck out. You like what's, the what's you like the Guns N' Roses album, the new what? album? You like it's like the Guns N' Roses album, do? Hey, what's what's so stressful? About my life? No, no, no. You said you had a very stressful last yeah, couple of months. Yeah, I've had, Why? I've had, a, I've had, been dealing with a lot of personal shit, and I don't really want to talk about it. But it's taken me away from fighting a little bit. Okay, yeah. so you really are trying to get some backup time on training. Yeah, you know, instead of like, well, okay. it's not that I wasn't. I was training through yeah. the whole thing. It's just that 
being in training and being invested is different than training and having your head somewhere else. Yeah. So, you know, I'm very focused on, you know, being in the gym and being the gym rat that I usually am. And uh, first one in, last one out. That's why I that's what I'm known for. Can you do that with your work schedule now, though? I mean, you get, you get how, to work all that's day. That's how I am with yeah, I, always, I, always, I always make <laughs> it so. Okay. Always make it so. When it, when it comes to fucking, I'm first one in, last one out. All right, listen, speaking of which. And I got to go. Uh, <laughs> you got to leave? I got to go to work. Oh, all right. Well, I'll, I'll come visit you. Give me the text me the number. Or the address? Yeah, the address. Okay. Alice oh. Cooper is calling? Yes. God damn it. Okay, know. so we're going to talk to Alice Cooper right now. I'll be late to work. Um, <laughs> Marina's going to be late to work. Hey, hello. Hey, how's it going? This is Adam hey, what's Hunter happening? from Let me put Alice on, okay? Sure. Thanks. Buddy. And we're getting close to our other interviews, so I'm gonna, I'll just chime in when we get towards the end there, okay? Okay. Thanks, buddy. Hey, Adam. Hey, Alice. How's it going? How you been, man? Good. Hi. I'm doing great, man. I haven't seen you since uh, Hawaii. Oh, yeah. Well, we're uh, just getting ready to go back out in May. Oh, nice. We're back out with Motley in, uh, in May in Australia. So. Oh, that's awesome! Now uh, you're you're on the uh, podcast with a professional UFC fighter, uh, Jake Ellenberger, uh, Marina Shafir, also a, a pro fighter, and Frank Trigg, who's a legendary fighter. In What's his up, own Alice? Right. <laughs> so, hey guys, how you doing, uh, Alice? This is Frank Trigg speaking. Forgive me, I'm a uh, a big fan, so I'm gonna kind of geek out a little bit. So just forgive me for I say anything really, really, really fucking stupid. Uh, now it's all right. It's, it's geeking is legal. <laughs> now I, I was telling that before. My my dad was actually uh, the manager, uh, along with Shep, of the Alice Cooper band in the '60s and and the uh, '70s. And uh, growing up, you know, he told me so many amazing stories about how, you know, about just about you and about about the band. And just, I mean, some of the craziest things ever. One of them, uh, I'll just jump right in, was a story where you guys had. Uh, you know, you guys had that huge uh, python that you would travel with, right? Or with a, yeah. a, a, a boa constructor, and um, yep. and you had it in the hotel, and they they would keep it in the um, in like the bathtub, and one day it kind of got loose, and you guys. Well, I put it. Yeah, I used to like. I fill up the bathtub, and it was like, it was about twelve feet long. I mean, it was a good size, and um, and it was a brand new Hyatt in I think it was Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, Knoxville, Tennessee, and I go in the next morning, and this thing, you have to understand, this thing is about four to five inches thick. That's, a, you know, around. And I go in the next morning, and he's gone. And I have no idea. I go, he can't have gone under the door. He's nowhere in there. And I realized they hadn't put the toilet seats down on the toilets yet. So he went down the to- in the toilet into the plumbing of the hotel. And for two weeks, <laughs> and we're tearing through this thing trying to find it. We had to go. We had another show that night, so we had to go, you know, leave. And we didn't tell anybody, of course, that there's a python loose in the hotel. Yeah, that might have you know. scared people. <laughs> Holy shit. And it comes up in Charlie Pride's toilet yeah, and Charlie two Pro- weeks later. And Charlie Pride was this black country singer at the time. Uh, and he actually has a song out called The the uh, Snakes Get Loose at Night. Um, yes. <laughs> it probably has something to do with that, but I can imagine him shaving, you know, and this, and this thing coming up out of the toilet, or even better, if he was on the toilet. Oh, could you imagine? 
Like, yeah, like, if this thing came up, you know, between his legs, that would, uh, yeah, get your attention. <laughs> yeah. Imagine looking down and seeing a python come up through the toilet. He, he was pro- alive? He, pro- yeah. he probably he didn't even alive. notice it. He probably wouldn't even notice it. Oh, no, <laughs> yeah. I, you know, when they get down into the plumbing, there's there's rats in the sewer and everything, so he, she was having a great time down there. Oh, man. Jesus. Now, now th- this is an MMA podcast, and uh, and you were an athlete in high school, right? You, uh, you, you were a big track star. Back. I was a miler and a two-miler, yeah. Miler and a two-miler. And then you're also a fan. You were a fan of Bully Beatdown, which uh, Jake's old teammate Mayhem used to host, uh, right? That was one of your favorite TV shows? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, you know, it was uh, – I'm more of a boxing fan, but, you know, I got into the uh, – I, I got into the – what was it? Um, UFC? Number three. The, I, I was with uh, Jake the Snake. Oh, WrestleMania. WrestleMania three in Detroit, and it was like 90,000 people. <laughs> Most of them blue-haired old ladies yelling, kill him. <laughs> and it was, yeah, a very frightening kind of thing. Uh, not, the, the, the wrestlers were not frightening. It was the audience. Yeah. And it was me and Jake the Snake against uh, the um, Honky Tonk Man and, and Jimmy Hart. Right. And I remember I broke a guitar over Jimmy Hart's head. <laughs> and uh, and uh, Jake the Snake had this python that was not at all fun Damien. This, this snake was not i mean you he would snap at you i mean he was an angry snake i don't know how he got him that angry but this was one you wouldn't use on stage right and uh, i mean it was really a bizarre thing the most bizarre thing was backstage because you know it's like a rock concert backstage all the all the wrestlers are back there and one guy's going okay now when you break the chair over my back i'm gonna fall out then i come back with a table and break it over your head, yeah. And very choreographed, but at the same time, they don't hold any punches. When they hit you with a chair, I mean, they hit you with a chair. It's, it's not like they hold, they, they, you know, they back, they back off of it. Right. So they know they're going to get hit. They just know where to hit the guy. And the funniest one was Andre the Giant arguing with three dwarfs. <laughs> oh. There's these little dwarfs, and they're yelling at him. They said, you're not supposed to body slam us. And he's going, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. That is amazing. Now, um, now, I mean, things didn't really come that easy to you. You you know, you you basically, I was was reading about you last night. Even even knowing you, I found out a lot more just reading about last night. You know, you and your friends, uh, you know, Dennis uh, in the band, you guys actually did a talent show in Arizona, right, where you pretended to be a band, and you guys couldn't play any instruments at all. But because you had won the talent show uh, playing the Beatles, you guys felt so good. You actually went home and learned how to, how to, how to, how to, how to play music. Well, it was, I was at that golden age. I was 15 years old when the Beatles started. I'm sitting there at home painting the house, you know, summertime. And the radio's always on. And we're listening to the Beach Boys and the Four Seasons and all that. And all of a sudden I hear, she loves you, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I went, what was that? That was a sound I'd never heard before. And then I heard, I want to hold your hand and please, please me. And, and I, I, it totally changed everything. I called up Dennis, you know, who was on the track team with me, and I said, did you hear this band, The Beatles? And he goes, yeah. And we, you know, we got really attached to The Beatles then, like everybody else did. And at that point, I kind of went, I'm not going to work in the car wash anymore. I'm going to actually, we're going to put a band together and... And everybody that summer learned how to play an instrument. Dennis learned how to play bass. Our, our other guy on the track team learned how to play drums. Um, and we were, you know, pretty raw 
but we rehearsed more than anybody. We rehearsed eight hours a day, and pretty soon we were, I mean, we were playing parties. We were playing. We had, you know, we knew twenty songs, and the, and then the next thing you knew, we were headlining at, you know, at a club in Phoenix, and uh, and that's how we actually went to L.A. We went to L.A. and the only guy that would touch us in L.A. was Frank Zappa. Yeah, that was uh, actually my dad. My dad and uh, and Shep saw you guys right at a, at, a, at a, in Venice at a club, and you had walked the entire club. Everybody. Yeah, we we well we went on between the doors and the Buffalo Springfield, and we were dressed like these insane clowns, <laughs> sort of like it was like the, you know, I mean it would really looked it, for you have to remember everybody in the place was on acid, and it was like five thousand people. It was Lenny Bruce's birthday party, so everybody there was groovy and everything's groovy, and all of a sudden here comes this horrific thing called Alice Cooper. And in three songs, we cleared that building. <laughs> I mean, they were running for the doors, you know, <laughs> trying to get out of the uh, out of the building. And the only three people left was was your dad and Chef and Frank Zappa. And Frank Zappa says, "Anybody with that much negative energy, I've got to have." Wow. The the uh, uh, Alice is Frank Trick speaking. There, the Beatles actually got good because of the same format that you followed. I just find it interesting that you're actually a fan of theirs. They spent. Eight ten hours a day playing in in Frankfurt Germany at the strip club before yeah. there was DJs and and just played eight nine ten hours a day and that's how they got really good as you know, a band. That's exactly right. And everybody starts out being a covers band. You yeah. know, I mean, uh, the Beatles started out playing Chuck Berry and Little Richard and all that stuff. The Stones were playing old, you know, American blues, and and we just started out trying to learn Beatles and Rolling Stone songs. Uh, now, being, I su- being such a big Beatles fan, are you? Do you? Talk to Paul, or, or do you have anything to do with any, any of his? I just re- I just actually recorded with him. Okay. Uh, wow. My, my new album uh, is uh, it's an album of it's not actually my album. We had a drinking club called the Hollywood Vampires, and it was Harry Nilsson and John Lennon, and you know Paul would show up once in a while. Uh, Keith Moon, all the you know the the Hellraisers in L.A. And so when we decided to do this album, I said, why don't we do an album that salutes all of our dead drunk friends? I and was... basically that was, you know, T-Rex, all these guys were our, our drinking buddies. Now, what and was... so, so that's what this album is, and Paul's on it, and, uh, you know, Johnny Depp and I, uh, Johnny Depp plays guitar on it, Joe Perry plays on it, so it's, it's really a cool album. You, so your life is sucking right now, it's horrible. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's awful, it's awful. Uh... Now what was my dad like back in the, in, in the 60s? Your dad, I called him hip shot. <laughs> he looked like a gunslinger. <laughs> he had this flat black hat and this mustache. And I'm telling you, the guy, he'd walk in the room and he looked like something out of a Clint Eastwood movie <laughs> because he looked like the fastest gun in the West. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he'd just sort of stand there and he'd let Shep talk. And then, and then Joe would come in and kind of do the details with the guy. But Joe was never, I've never saw Joe shook. I never, ever saw him ever, like, taken back. Everything that he did was, like, cool and collected. Yeah. Now, the one thing he did that scared us to death is we're driving over the Rocky Mountains in the wintertime, right? And there's all of us in a station wagon, the, the ice, snowy, you know, 5,000 feet straight down, 
and your dad is on acid. <laughs> Surprising. <laughs> and he's driving us. You know, and the car swerving, and of course we hit a deer, and we picked up the deer and put it in there. And he didn't tell us he was on acid until after we got through, oh you know. God. And I'm going, you were on acid driving us through the ice and snow? And he goes, yeah, it was great, wasn't it? That makes complete sense. Um, now, one of uh, he, I mean, that always tells me one of the times that when you guys were playing in uh, Toronto, and you guys were on, and a chicken flew on stage, and you thought because it has wings, the chicken could fly. So you well, th- yeah, I'm from Detroit. I've never been, you know, on, on a farm in my life. So <laughs> when somebody throws a chicken on stage, I figured, well, it's got wings and feathers. It should be able to fly, you know. And I picked it up and just chucked it in the audience. And I figured somebody would get it and take it home as a pet and call it Alice. The audience tore it to pieces. The, <laughs> the ironic thing is this is the Toronto Peace Festival. <laughs> and the more ironic thing was that the audience, the first five rows were all in wheelchairs. Really? They were the ones that tore the chicken to pieces. Oh, my God. <laughs> and they threw it back on stage, and the next day in the paper, Alice Cooper kills chicken and drinks the blood. And I was immediately America's geek, you know. Yeah. Um, but Frank Zappa calls me up, and he says, did you kill a chicken last night on stage? And I went, No. And he said, well, don't tell anybody. They love it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then my dad said you guys kept trying to up each other and, and like, find new things to do. Well, yeah, that was the deal. I mean, the more more outrageous we got, the the bigger we got. You know, I mean, there was nobody like Alice Cooper. Everybody else was a rock hero. We were the rock villains. Right. You know, so, I mean, the most more notorious we got, Shep and, and Joe realized that that was our key. No, he said at one point when he, when he my dad did your bio, it said that you were you were actually a uh, witch, that you were, yeah. <laughs> and then all these witches showed up to the show. And yeah, he said that you guys were so spooked out because all of a sudden at your at, at your concert it was a bunch of witches. Yeah, we were sitting there going, guys, just kidding about the witch thing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're hey guys, really quick, I'm gonna chime in. We're gonna jump on our next call in just a second. Oh, okay. All right. So, so all right. So you're you're on tour now with Motley Crue. Uh, right. What is that like? Well, you know, Motley's great. It's their last tour. You know, they're they're going out on top. We we broke, I think, all kinds of attendance records last year. We did uh, 85 shows with them. And uh, they're, you know, they're retiring. They're, that's it. On, on New Year's Eve, that's their last show. And they said, well, you know, you were one of our biggest influences. It would be great if you send us off in style, you know, go on tour with us. And I said, yeah, we've never worked with you before. That'd be great. That would be fun. So really, that's what it is. And when they're done, they're done. And I don't know, well, we have a lot of fans in Australia. So that's where your head is right now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's where we're going in there in May. We're doing about 10 shows with them in, in Australia. Then we're doing 30 more shows in the States and uh, a couple in Canada, and then that's it. We're, they're done. We, we keep going, though. I'm booked into next century. <laughs> well, listen, man. It was, it was an honor to have— Okay, well, yeah, one last question. If you could fight one lead singer of a rock band, who would it be? Oh, let me see. I think I could take Getty Lee. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I could take Getty Lee from, uh, from Rush. Okay, so because so. <laughs> he weighs about nine, 90 pounds, you know. So Getty Lee from Rush is the guy that you would fight. Yeah, I think I could take Getty. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, listen, it was an honor having you on. Thank you so much, Alice. I hope to see you soon, man. Say hi to your dad for me, all right? I will. Thank we you. Appreciate it. Take Thank care. You. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. So that was a little little break from the usual. Alice Cooper Legend. calling in. 
Legendary. Chicken <laughs> so uh, I will see you in a little bit, Marina, at the thing. Is that cool? Farewell. So, are you going to be back here next week? Yes. All right. Wait, I might have to think about that one. Uh, see you, Marina. I appreciate it. <laughs> Take care, Marina. Bye, guys. Bye. She's a little, t- little, little tired today from sparring, Marina. You can tell us. 15 rounds? That's retarded. What the fuck are you doing 15 rounds? 15, what, is, that, is, that, is that too much? Yeah. It's way too much. There's no reason to spar There's that much. Point, yeah. what, what's that For normal what? sparring? If five you're doing rounds? yeah five, if you're doing three and six rounds, we're doing five, and then maybe seven if you have something particularly got to work on. But anything more than that's overkill. That makes no sense. This is here, here's the problem in wrestling in high school and in college. It's a selection system, so you go hard as hell, both practices every day, all day, all, all the time. You're, you're trying to you know trying to be number one. Once you got the international level, you're battling against the Russians and the Chinese, and and you're like, why are these guys? I've never even heard of this guy. I've never seen this guy. They they and you talk to him, we're like, yeah, we we go hard. One day a week, maybe. You know, we don't. Our wrestle offs, we don't have wrestle offs. Our wrestle offs are in the tournaments. How did you place in the tournament? How'd you do in this open tournament? That, that's how we find our wrestle offs. We don't have like inner, inner team, inner squad wrestle off stuff. You don't do it. And then over there, they're, they're all about the periodization cycle. So it's all about, you know, when you're not in season, not in like upcoming competition, you slow things down. You do a lot more rep. And a so lot why would her gym think 15 rounds for Marina Sparring no today idea. is a good idea? No idea. I have no idea. That's, I mean, I thought about it for on the podcast. Like, I don't, I don't necessarily. Jake trains over there, and he, I mean, he likes you know what he sees and what he does and stuff over. Well, I think she's at Millennia now. Oh, she moved to Millennia. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I was gonna say I don't, I don't. A lot of the gyms don't have it right. A lot of the places sure. that are, are doing it, they don't have it right. They're completely wrong. And the the fighters that pay attention and and start earlier in their career of trying to figure stuff out from a scientific standpoint, as far as how the body works and what it does, mm-hmm. you'll see how they work. And the funny thing is, I was coming how good Jake's strength conditioning is. And I was like, yeah, you know, Joe, uh, Joe Warren's doing really well too. And all of a sudden, I realized they're going to the same guy, and he's here. Like, I had no, I was like, I had no idea. Just two independent guys. I was like, wow, this is amazing. They're both seeing the same guy here in town. And I was like, okay, this is this is why. Like, they're getting scientific mm-hmm. about what they do. And, and phase four is where Jake and Joe Warren go for strength and conditioning. It's it's here in town. They come in, do their testing, get their workouts, take off, do the workouts at you know under heart rate, understand what's going on. And as a result, you see the differences in these guys. They're still fighting. They're still able to go. Yeah, I think Robbie Lawler said he didn't spar for five years or something, right? He said <coughs> after he said those guys at Militech were going so hard. Yeah, and that, I mean, and that's why you know I feel like uh, you see these guys it becomes diminishing returns. You mm-hmm. see guys starting yeah. to get punchy. Well, the, the, yeah, the problem too is, is is a lot of people don't understand the, the the proper way to train. And and I can even touch on the guys from wrestling. I mean, like you know, I could like my, look at my brother, like like Mark Munoz, guys who who wrestled at high level and and they only know one way to train. So it's kind of hard to kind of reverse those training scars or kind of take them out of what they're used to so i feel like even you know with my brother i try to pull him back a little bit it's like they're, they're used to putting the, the pedal all the way to the ground and if they don't they don't feel like they had a good workout which is really such a misconception i mean your brother man i i give him so much credit I, but i remember I, I watched this fight with you and i'm like here's a guy who has that very rare disease and he doesn't know where how high or low his blood count is going to be right and he could just be tired because because of whatever mm-hmm, and then he's mm-hmm. still at the, fighting at the highest yeah. level i mean I mean, it's got to be. It's so hard to fight without that. Uh, how's he doing, by the way? Is he have a fight scheduled? Is he fighting? No, no, nothing scheduled. He's, he's doing well, though. He's doing well. I'm actually uh, going out, going out there this weekend. Um, spend some time with the family, but he's doing good. He's you know he's busy. He got two little girls, so uh, you know he's he's just trying to manage. Are you gonna be at the family, or are you gonna be at the the Native American casino? In, in, <laughs> down sometimes are, are I like you, to play cards. Big deal. I know at deal. five o'clock in the morning on, on, like a, on, on, on a Wednesday, uh, you know. Hey, three three and o'clock in the morning. Are you gonna are you gonna do like a four day binge or what? No, no. I mean, I'm going to spend some time with the family for sure. Um, 
you know, I'll probably play cards at some point while I'm there, but uh, it won't Dude, be at five. He's in the out of his mind. He's... Why? You're talking about a guy who lives in Vegas, like a guy playing cards at five in the morning. <laughs> so, like, Dude, yeah. that's a normal day. This, this well, is no, how guys are making money. He, like, he won't is... like he'll like grow a beard at the casino. Like he won't shower. He'll be there for like six days in a row. Where you're like, where's Jake? Uh, and there's some, some guy with like that. some smelly guy who hasn't shower in the corner. Like that's Jake Ellenberger, uh, top five in the UFC. Like. Who that? I thought that was Old Man River. Fucking, it's insane. So far, you're not saying anything that's not normal. <laughs> if you're gonna, if you're gonna play, you're gonna play, son. You don't go down. Oh, I'm gonna go play a couple of hands of poker. Okay, well then come over here, sit at my table, so we can get all your money and get you the hell out of here fast. Yeah. I get worried about him, man. I, I get worried. Uh, you know, you don't worry. You don't worry about a man playing poker. You, you, you don't. A man sitting at a table for 12, 15 hours playing poker. That's time. And dedication. He's taking his time about it. He's slowing strategy. down. How much money do you have? You are, are you up or down? In what aspect? And money wise, like betting on fights. No, I'm betting on uh, poker. On poker. poker. Oh, on poker. I actually I don't play poker that often, but uh, the last one I won, or the last one I played, I won the t- uh, Pokemon. As far as betting on fights, what are you up or down? Oh, I'm, I'm up for sure. I don't know if we should be talking about. It's <laughs> legal. It's totally legal. You can bet. You can bet. It's fine. Really? But yeah. You can. You can bet. You can't bet against. You can't bet on yourself to lose. But what about, like, if you know your teammate is going to get the shit beaten out of him because you know he's injured or something? <laughs> uh, like, can, can, can That's called an inside track, Adam. You know. You can bet. You're allowed to. Okay, what, are, whole, what if you injure your teammate on purpose just so you can bet against him? Is that, is that legal? That's messed up. That's, 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 that's not a very good teammate. That's a guy that should be dragged <laughs> out back and have the shit beat out of him and <laughs> run over terrible. by a tank twice. Fucking asshole. <laughs> All right, that's what the terrible. fuck is wrong with you? You uh, mentioned that saying. shit. You just didn't get beat up for even asking the question. All right, all right, all right. So, uh, other fights this week, uh, real, real quick. Do you want to. Uh, talk about. Uh, can you put it on the board? Oh, Th- thanks, thanks, Evan. Appreciate it, man. Uh, so Eric Silva versus Santos. Who, who, who do we like? Oh, no, I mean, actually, Eric Silva versus Koscheck. I like Koscheck. I like Koscheck. This you one. guys are crazy. Uh-huh. I like him. Why? Because he just looks like he doesn't want to be there anymore. He's he's mentally checked out. I think he's he's collecting a paycheck. And like you said before your fight, he's fighting for a paycheck. Uh, I like Koscheck. I want Koscheck to win, but I just don't think these other kids. Dangerous. He's in, still in his like prime of his career. He's, he's not that good. He's they, go ahead. They, Jake they started it. I finished the sentence. See how that worked? He started. He's 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 not that good. See? Eric Silva. He's not that good. He's not like, that good. He's a lot of hype. A lot of hype. A lot of media attention behind him. A lot of media push. Not that good. He, he has a lot of potential. All right. Yes. Good. Right. Good. Good. Politically correct way of saying. So do it, we Jake. like Ryan Flair, the Flair, or Damian Maya? Ooh, it's Damian in um, Brazil, man. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Maya. Yeah. Good fight though. I, I like his two fights. Maya's changed his game. He's not going to boot scoot anymore. He's not going to play that, you know, try to pull a guy to, in the guard if he's getting in trouble. He's going to attack, attack, attack. If he's getting in trouble with his hand game, he's worked on it diligently. But LaFleur is a bad man. So it's, this is a good fight, but I'm, yeah. taking, I'm taking Maya. Uh, Santos versus Martin. Do we know anything about these guys? I don't even Tony, care. Go to the ones no. Tony Martin versus Santos. Uh, Tony yeah. Martin. Uh, all right, who else do we know? Shane, Shane's <laughs> got a tough fight. Yeah, Shane Baszler's got a tough fight. Yeah, Nunez is. Uh, I mean, you look at Jermaine Durandame, who looked great last week. Nunez absolutely tore her apart. She was beating up Kat uh, Zingano pretty bad until yeah. she seemed like the gas. I don't know. I, like, does having a crowd behind you help your gas tank? Yeah, mm. yeah, it does for sure. Yeah, for sure it helps. But it does. But how much is the help? Is it one percent help, which means it doesn't really do anything, sure. or is it yeah. a twenty percent help? If a person is different, you know, I can't hear the crowd half the time anyway, so it didn't really bother. It doesn't affect me one or the other, but other guys, like I said earlier, it, it helps a lot because they can hear it. Oh, man, this is a tough fight. Who are you, who are you picking, Jake? I'm going to go with Baszler. <laughs> you? Tough fight, though. It's a, I mean, it's a tough one to go with. Um, 
I'll pick the other side. I'll take Nunez just because he's taking Baszler. So Baszler uh, did my uh, MMA roasted video, so I'm picking her. Um, now you're scared of <laughs> crap out of you. Kakuno. There's a guy who's fun to watch. I thought he was going to get his ass kicked by the dude he fought, um, who, who, who he won. He won his last fight against a kid from uh, Juliana's gym in Washington. Uh, who throws those, the short guy on the ultimate fighter, throws those crazy punches. But he won. Kakuno won. What's that kid's name? You know what I'm talking about. No one knows. It's just a short, stocky guy. Can we, just, can we uh, click on Kakuno for a sec? Fun, can I show you? He fought. Oh, Sam. Fought Sam yeah, Cecilia. I thought it was going to beat him, and he beat Cecilia. But uh, I still think uh, Souza wins this fight. Uh, anybody else that we uh, want to talk about on this, on this card? Uh, actually, what, there's a funny a kid from Omaha, Drew Dober. He's he's fighting in Brazil. Um, I, I'm not sure Silva. I'm not sure much about his opponent, but uh, tough kid. Beat Jamie Varner last fight. He did. Yep, he did. That was a weird fight. Jamie kind of knocked himself out. Yeah, that was going weird. for a throw. Uh, why and, and why I don't understand that he was like going for a double, <laughs> double overs and he was he was arching back and like it was a weird throw. It was a weird throw. He knocked himself out. It was strange. He went like straight back though. He didn't like. Yeah. That's weird. So uh, yeah, so those are the guys we know. I'm look. Th- this is one of those cards where sometimes you don't know the guys who they are, but those often make the best fights because yeah. you know these guys. Because we're all fighting for notoriety. Everyone wants to get on the pay per view cards now. Sure. Everyone wants to be on pay per views and make more money. So it's these guys fight like these guys are coming out here to, to put a battle in. Even yes. though more eyeballs are gonna be on them than a pay per view, they're still gonna be. They're still gonna want to put more into it. Right, right, right. So uh, anything you want to plug coming up? Trig, Ellenberger, me. Anything got coming up? No, mm, I got, no. I got not nothing yet. coming up. I'm going, leaving right now to drive back to Vegas for uh, after doing an appearance tonight at um, at. Three Angry Wives or Nine Fine Irishmen or some fucking Irish joint. <laughs> I did two shots of Jameson, which I can't stand. And then, uh, ooh, yeah, it's, it's going to be horrible. So I'll be driving about 100 miles an hour right now. You and any your wife cops? have any, any crazy threesomes as a Not married. Not married. So oh, you and your girlfriend? Yeah, yeah, my girlfriend. Right? Uh, not lately, no. no. We were in, uh, while we are in Hawaii, we are so busy working, talking about different uh, – I have a couple of different opportunities we'll talk about off-air that popped up in Hawaii. So, But other than that, you know, we were just on vacation and celebrating our anniversary. We've been together. We've been dating – about a year, about a year. So we're just hanging out with that, and I think she's the we one. saw we saw one super hot chick over there that, that uh, like I went to the bathroom and saw this chick walking into the bathroom, and I walked back to the table, and she got to go to the bathroom after I sat down, and she comes back and goes, I just saw this girl. I'm like, oh yeah, you get one, we're in a dress, right? And she's like, yeah, I'm like oh, she's fucking hot. We never saw her again, so uh-huh. killed that pride. <laughs> you know, like, trying to work my way into it, but no. uh, I will be. Uh, where am I this week? I'm at the Haha Friday and Saturday night in North Hollywood. Tomorrow night I'm at Beachwood. Next week I'm at the Irvine Improv Tuesday, Wednesday at the Hollywood Improv, and Thursday to Sunday, Saturday at the Looney Bin in Wichita, Kansas. Wichita! Um, That's the best name ever. The, the Looney, Looney Bin. bin. <laughs> yeah, I finally made it to the Looney Bin. Thank you, Evan the Beard. Uh, thank you, Deanna Bennett. Thank you to the legendary Alice Cooper. Thank you, Marina. I will see you guys next week. Love you guys. Thanks for listening to our show. <laughs>